0: Hello and welcome on into the PHFL NFL podcast, our week 15 review. Goodness me, only two weeks left to go in this fantasy season. I'm joined as always by, uh, yes, fantasy football finalist Kai and losing semi finalist Mikey. Mikey's got a sad face there.
1: Let me also point out that it was me that beat Mikey to get to the final. Just. Got to get it in there. Mikey still has a sad face.
2: I'll um I'll congratulate him and we'll move on. Um humble humbling defeat. It was a it was a humbling loss, to say the least. But um yeah, play that violin. <laughs> but all I will say is it is all for now if Kai cannot beat other finalists Sean. Congrats to Sean as well.
1: No, I, I mean I've told Sean and I've also told you and I've also told Adam if I lose now I don't care. I just wanna beat you.
0: Can I just also point out? I think we actually have live live audio of the end of the the Monday night football from Mikey. No
1: God! <laughs> no God! Please no! No! No!
2: It was me no! when uh, Brandon Allen <laughs> when Brandon Allen under threw a pass to T Higgins, which would probably have won me my matchup.
0: <laughs> it was Finley quarterbacking for them, was it not? Was it Allen not out injured? Oh yeah.
2: absolutely. You can't
0: even I uh, can't even
2: blame Allen anymore. Just wasn't Joe Burrow, that was it That was all Um, All That was a
1: a, a, a pleasant way to wake up On Wednesday morning
2: Yes, very much so for Kai So yes, credit to you, congratulations I will Shake your hand and move on When we are allowed to shake hands In this crazy year that we've had Um, Kai
0: woke up very happy Mikey But I'm sure you woke up something like
3: Hello darkness my old friend
2: it's my mum's favourite song. Is it? I think it would have been <laughs>
0: yours that morning as you were <laughs>
2: recovering. <laughs> um Also, we, we were talking, I know, Adam, I, I wasn't sure if you'd known, but we spoke about it before we went on the podcast. There was a fantasy matchup in America where in the semi-finals, a guy was beating his opponent by 0.46 points and the winning team still had Juju Smith-Schuster and Eric Ebron to play on Monday Night Football. Ebron got hurt early and left with zero points. And in a non-PPR league, Juju had a fumble and scored minus 0.5 points. So the winning guy, even though he had two players still to play, lost his semi-final by 0.04 points.
0: I mean, that that is unbelievable. I can only imagine that, that the way he feels is uh, similar to the way that you feel. Something similar to... They ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine. when You're not really fine, but you just can't get into it because they would never understand. And so that is my last one, I'm sorry Mikey I did load a lot of those onto my signboard today.
2: <laughs> Listen, it is absolutely fine, I take it as a massive compliment because I have a target on my back because I am Z-beth.
1: Well, the best. Well you have a target was. on your back because you've painted it on your own back, you've <laughs> the spent the last is, three years ridiculing was, everyone
2: else. <laughs> and the best that ever will be so yep, congratulations Kai and Sean on reaching the final, um not congratulations to Finn. He had a terrible debut season in the league. Let's hope he'll come back stronger next year. Yes. Just like myself, I will be back with a vengeance. Well, I must say,
0: Mikey, I'll be supporting you next year because I'll just be against either Kai or Sean, depending on who wins the fantasy matchup. And obviously, in Dynasty, myself and Mikey are in the final of our Dynasty League as well, so we have a bitter rivalry happening this week. Which has been aided by the fact that James Robinson has decided, that. oh, Doug Marone has decided for James Robinson that he might not be playing this weekend and Mikey has Robinson. Doug
2: Marone has decided for the, the organisation of the Jaguars that they're not going to play the best player, but we'll obviously get to the reasons why a little bit later on.
0: Yes, uh-huh, that could be very interesting indeed. Uh, finally, before we move on to the games, Kai, do you have anything you'd like to say? Regarding your fantasy win, just you have a, a sentence of bragging. You haven't actually bragged too much yet, to be honest. I'd,
2: let me I'd, let me mute this. Hold on, let me let me just. Let me just mute. There you go. <laughs> I, I
1: mean, I, I, I'm 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 still kind of in shock, to be honest. But it's been three years coming, Mikey. Um, I think this season of all seasons, you've spent. I I would probably say you, you've stumbled to the semi final. You've, you've you've had your weeks where you've played teams that anyone else in the league would have beat you um the I the think schedule's gotten fair the but the only week the schedule wasn't fair was the semi final where i would have lost to everyone else but you so
2: is that right Every, yep. everyone else
1: <laughs> in the the top playoff bracket uh, kai would yep. have lost oh, to both Connor. Right. Okay, no i would also have lost to adam and um sandy who were playing in the bottom bracket and i would have lost to one of claire or yeah. finn, I think you lost to finn i don't think you lost to claire
2: but. it was a low yeah. a low points total for me risk i think we're both on about 130s so i was 130 I you were 127 i think yeah. but um what a matchup the the twist and turns oh. in that matchup was crazy there was fumbles there was big touchdowns big plays i had mark andrews kai had lamar jackson who threw a touchdown to mark andrews like there was so many different aspects. I think it was one of the best, although I lost one of the best fantasy matchups. Probably the second best. Our final last year, Adam, was amazing. It Our came final down was to the Vikings-Packers game, but this one was up there, definitely. It was a, a good game. Another other news, though, uh, according to Rich Eisen, which is so true, his 2016 fantasy football team had a good week this week. Des Bryant, Antonio Brown, Frank <laughs> Gore, Larry Fitzgerald, and Le'Veon Bell all scored in touchdowns this week. So good week for anyone who still has a, a 2016
0: fantasy lineup. Yeah, uh, you don't sign rookies for 5 years and look what happens. You still you, <laughs> you have a, a good team, never mind the rookies, all the the hype around them. But yeah, for just just quickly before we move on, uh going into the the, the Monday night game, uh Kai was about 15 points ahead of Mikey uh, and uh you had a couple of players for Mikey, who unfortunately didn't score him enough points to win, even though, to be fair, you were projected to win, but it was a very close game and I must say, I'm sure you'll come back stronger next year, it just shows you that the league means absolutely nothing, because Mikey demolished the league, you had what, 11 wins in the league stage, Kai scraped in on the last day into the playoffs and, and beat and beat Mikey, so it just shows, even for, for all those fantasy players out there just because you went maybe great during the league season, that doesn't matter, the playoffs is a completely new game and You might have that week, you you beat the the monster team and that's exactly what happened there. There's there's Adam's
1: motivational playoff talk. Uh,
2: Something that I've definitely noticed this year, which is very similar to actual NFL teams, you don't win a league in the first three rounds of a draft. You win your league on the back ends. I drafted Michael Thomas first and I think maybe Kenny Galladay in the third or fourth round and obviously I ended up trading Michael Thomas and Kenny Galladay's been injured for a lot. Whereas Kai drafted Stefan Diggs in maybe the seventh round. And Eighth. has been one of his best players this year. Like it's I drafted Joe-
1: say Gordon Barkley first gone. I drafted yeah. Joe Mixon early. He's been out for nine weeks.
2: Like you win, you win your draft in the later rounds just because all the the superstar players are gone. Keep yeah. at it because that's where you find the the ones that can really win your season.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and uh, in the the off season after our Super Bowl, I think we'll have a kind of fantasy dedicated podcast. Where we might talk about our leagues, maybe in more detail, and fantasy in more detail, because it's something that's the whole reason that we are here talking about football to begin with, is because we're in the fantasy league together. So, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll talk about fantasy later on, unless, of course, next week I beat Mikey. In which case, the whole podcast is going to be about how amazing I was. Uh, <laughs> and to if beat... I
2: win, it will not be about it at no, all. No,
0: Mikey won't be invited on in the podcast next week if he beats me. So <laughs> we'll, we'll have a special guest. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll bring uh, just Kai me just. Well, that means
2: that next week's podcast will have some silverware. It
0: could have two. It could, could have yeah. two bits of a silverware, yeah. It'll
2: definitely have one because myself or Adam's going to win, yeah. but it well, could have two well,
0: winners. me, not Mikey,
2: but me, I win. <laughs> I'll stay
1: quiet because I've had an
0: embarrassing season so far. So. Oh, first game of the week, boys. And... Yeah. yeah, let's move on to that first game of the week, talking about embarrassing weeks so far. Uh, what, two or three weeks ago, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders looked like, oh, that's going to be a playoff team. They look fairly decent, and they seem to have crumbled recently. Uh, they were playing against the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, they lost 30 points to 27 in overtime. I've just got a couple of notes here before I throw it over to the two of you. I said Las Vegas in the last few weeks have played themselves out of the playoffs. And uh, Mariota, obviously, the big talking point in that game. I think Mariota came in uh, to play for car after car, injured himself. I was watching the highlights of it. it there wasn't even a contact injury, he just was running and then appeared to no, tweak something. Groin. Yeah. Um, oh, my growing. And uh, <laughs> it was a, 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 good, a good performance, I thought, for Mariota when he came in compared to what I think a lot of people might have thought. Uh, yeah. Do you think Mariota might become the starter? In Las Vegas eventually, because there's talk that maybe Gruden doesn't like carr that much. I don't
1: like carr that much. I, I mean you have got a uh, vendetta against Carr, yeah. Yeah, I don't like him. As I said, uh I think on, on Friday afternoon after I'd watched the watched the highlights of it. Um I I've not been a massive fan of the Raiders this season, but I've been appreciative of the fact that they were they they were they, they were, <laughs> they were they very are. much they were a good team. <laughs> <laughs> That uh, they were very much a playoff contender um, a couple of weeks ago. I think they've they're out now. Mathematically, um, they're still in, but they are. Out. Well, mathematically, they're still in, but so much would need to happen, um, and they would for a for a start, they would need to win, which seems to be hard to come by at the moment. Um, but I was never a massive fan of them. But I, as I said to you, too, I'm more of a fan of them with Mariota at quarterback. Um, as you can see, like it was the lead rusher. For them, for a start, in more rushing yards than Josh Jacobs, um, through for two hundred and twenty-six yards, touchdown, obviously an interception as well. Um, he, I think he brings more to the the Raiders than Derek Carr does. He certainly um, brings more a kind of dual threat because that, yeah. that rushing game definitely, yeah. Because Derek Carr's a wee bit one-dimensional, and uh, and as you said before, John Gruden's quite a an old-fashioned run, run-heavy, um coach even though uh darren waller decided to have another 150 yard touchdown it well, appears to
0: be he he obviously was a receiver before i think the ravens moved him to tight end when he was there and Aye. you can tell that he... i
2: wouldn't even say he decided like it's just it is literally just part of the course for darren waller but people off the field thinking eh, ah,
3: decent
1: right. game. yeah
2: yeah could have done better
0: it, it was a good right. performance from him certainly uh, Aguilar is kind of the main receiver it's looking like at the moment uh, for, for the Raiders as well, he had 49 yards on four receptions Um, mm. but on see on the other side of the ball I think a lot of people are like oh good you know we're kind of getting the, the offence back together you know with uh, there was a talk that Alan and Mike Williams both might miss the game I think and they both ended up playing, they don't
1: Get a lot of targets to be fair. I, I think Keenan Allen was quite restricted in, in how many snaps. They he said was on that the he was
2: going for. to be active, but they were yeah. they were hundred percent holding off the snap count for him. Um, which ruined quite a few people's fantasy, outlooks, including like, Connor. Yeah, um, I mean
1: Keenan Allen was only on for thirty six percent of the snaps, and Mike Williams was only forty two percent. So they were they were clearly holding them back a wee bit. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, but looking
0: at that Chargers team. I still think they are a good team but the they, they just seem to struggle a lot don't they? I think we've talked about this for a few weeks now that it's maybe not the players and Mikey I think has been the the main advocate of <laughs> it is the coaching staff in this Chargers team. Would you agree Mikey you've been the, the kind of main one saying that?
2: I would 100% agree with that. I just Anthony Lynn is a clueless dinosaur at times honestly. Some of his decision making on and off the field is just very questionable. To put it nicely,
0: this—I mean—this team could easily compete with the Kansas City Chiefs if they were coached right. I think they've got enough quality well, yeah. on both sides of the ball. They're just not being shown it. I think here, but I—I'll th- I, be honest. I don't think it's going to be clean. A kind of a clean, easy sailing. Whatever the free? clean sailing is—that the phrase uh, for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in this division for clean the next... sailing. Clean sailing. Is that, that's it. Not clean sailing. Clean sailing. Clean, clean sailing. <laughs> clean sailing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, for oh, I need to make a a, a t shirt with that. Well, a clean sailing. That can be our <laughs> brand. clean sailing. Aye. Uh, uh, plain sailing for the for the Chiefs uh, in this division for the next ten years. I think a lot of people thought coming into kind of this year that oh, that's the Chiefs going to dominate this division, similar to the way the Patriots did. And the, the FCEs yeah. for such a long time but I think with the right coaching this team is really really dangerous and, uh, and could they've, I mean they've,
1: they've got the options obviously Eckler's been in and out of the team with injury and stuff I think they probably missed him quite a lot but um, if you've got Austin Eckler Caelan Bellage is there uh, Joshua Kelly and then Justin Herbert the main one is, is quite a big one to get in but Hunter Henry tight end Jalen Guyton looks as if he's, he's starting to play a part as a receiver uh, and then obviously the Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are, are a good duo. There's plenty of of depth, definitely. Um, for yeah, them. and
0: I think Hunter so, Henry could be one of those. Again, we talk about it uh, like a Kelsey, but similar probably to the way Waller plays for for the Raiders. You know, uh, kind of uh, a, a dominant uh, target monster. Hopefully, uh, in the future, if you uh, are looking for fantasy, because tight end market has been fairly poor uh, this yes. season, apart for the the kind of big few, and uh, ho- hopefully for next year, you know, Henry will keep doing that. Um, but in the end, this game was kind of fairly irrelevant because there's none of them going to get into the playoffs. Uh, one of the teams in this division uh, were also playing on a Saturday. It was be Saturday afternoon for them. or Saturday night time for us? But a Saturday game. We're now getting to the Saturday games of the NFL, and it was the Denver Broncos at home to the Buffalo Bills, and the, the Buffalo Bills won that game forty eight points to nineteen. Not many teams are going to score forty eight points against a Vic Fangio. Uh, coached defence, uh, but the, the Buffalo Bills did. I was having a look at this game because I think, Mikey, you were... Not Mikey, uh, Kai, Kai was working at this time, I think. Uh, I was so indeed, I yep. said I'd have a look at it. Uh, jo- Josh Allen was quite good. Uh, he He's had two rushing touchdowns, he had two passing touchdowns, he passed for over 350 yards. Stefan Diggs had 147 yards receiving. didn't have a touchdown though. Uh, but, I'm, I mean, I'm sure if somebody... For example, I don't know if Kai maybe has <laughs> Stephon Diggs in uh, fantasy uh, when he had 11 receptions for 147 yards. That was a fairly good way to start your weekend. And Cole Beasley had eight receptions for 112. I just have, I'm not going to mention much about the Broncos because, I mean, they, they're not hugely relevant for this season. Maybe we'll talk about them more in the offseason. But see Buffalo. Are they the best team in the NFL right now?
1: i have been saying it since the start of this podcast they are my dark horse to win the super bowl
0: i'm not even saying dark horse anymore i mean like fully, no, I, I, like, fully. sorry i say
1: i mean that's <laughs> a dark horse from the start of the season yeah. um when i called it josh allen i'm i'm still standing by it i think he should be in with a shout for mvp I, yeah. I don't care what you two say. I said this I during the game, didn't
0: I? I? I said, I said, because me and Mikey obviously were kind of debating Mahomes versus Rogers as the debate for MVP. And I think a lot of people are. But I, having watched this game and the uh-huh. highlights back, I was like, I think we might be underrating the way that Allen's been playing. And to be fair, as you say, I, you have been
1: an advocate for quite some time. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think there is a very good chance the Buffalo Bills at least probably get to the AFC Championship game, and then you never know what can happen. Well, I ask uh, that a question. That. If
0: you uh, if you were to play the Bills against the Chiefs on a neutral field just now, I know it wouldn't be in a neutral field, but, like... With, us, with everyone fit, I I think the, the Bills will,
1: will give them a really pe- good personally, game. Personally, I
0: think the Bills might win that. What do you think, Mikey? What's, what do you think about the Bills? Are they the best team in the NFL? On form. Regular season? Yeah, yes. just 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 at the moment, like just now, if you had to pick uh, your hierarchy, the, the one through thirty-two, who would you rank at number one at the moment?
2: Nah, I would still put the Chiefs at number one. The only reason is I'm looking at Sean McDermott. Yes, has had a has turned the Bills franchise around, but last year they they threw away a playoff game. Um, I I, I hope they prove me wrong. Because I do hope they go far. I would love to see them represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. But I have not seen enough of them in the postseason for me to believe that they're going to make a deep run. And I really do hope that they prove me wrong when I say that. But they, they've just not they have not won many playoff games over the last 20 years. And that, that's a bigger issue than some people might think. It, it'll play on them. It'll play on their fans. It'll play on the coaching staff of players. So hopefully they can. I would love to see them in the Super Bowl from the AFC. I would love a Bills-Packers Super Bowl if I was to pick. Well, if I was to pick in, it, it'd probably pick Jets versus Packers in the Super Bowl. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I think I think that they're maybe going to fall short in the playoffs, which I'd be gutted to see because I really do like I do enjoy watching them. So hopefully they can make a push off run. But I'm not completely sold, just like Kyer or, or yourself yet.
0: Yeah, well, you see the, the the interesting thing about the the Bills is since McDermott's come in, all the players on the roster, bar one, I can't quite remember the gentleman's name, but all the players on the roster are different. Apart from one player, he's completely gutted the the, the Bills team that he, he inherited and has changed it completely. And I
2: think they hadn't made the playoffs in like 15 to 18 years, maybe something was like it that. In 1999 or something was, like what, that. Two or, th- two or three times in the last five years. McDermott has completely, I don't think he gets the credit he deserves, Sean McDermott. He has com- turned around a franchise, which is no easy feat. Um, And yeah, absolutely massive credit to the Bills organization because I don't think anybody. Including the Chiefs are going to want to play them in the AFC at the moment.
0: No, I'm actually very much looking forward to the AFC players. Obviously, we'll come on to that at the end of the show when we do our kind of predictions and stuff. But I think there's a lot of good teams in there. Some maybe aren't so good, uh, but some. Uh, that's another thing sorry, some good good teams that teams in just there.
2: worries me, and, and I was I was going to say it to Kai when we were we had our matchup this week. I know Stefan Diggs had 11 receptions for 147 yards, but one thing that's kind of surprised me is his lack of touchdowns this year i think he's maybe only got five on the season um i know he was a big red zone target uh, along with adam Thielen at the vikings so i think i would um, like to that's one thing i would like to see that's what i think pushes him into that elite category with Devontae adams and deandre hopkins and the like is because is more touchdowns and i hope to see that as well because as i said i love Diggs, love josh allen love this defense i really hope that they can push on i
1: think it's potentially and
2: I know uh, I know it
1: sounds a bit bizarre, it potentially works in the Bill's favour that or that's maybe the reason, sorry, that he doesn't get as many is because if, if you are a defence and uh, you have to try and guard Stefan Diggs in the red zone, your your attention will probably turn to him first and foremost. And then it just opens it opens up the red zone for everyone else. Um obviously it opens up the, the potential for Josh Allen to go in himself. So then if defences start turning and going right, hang on a second, maybe they're not throwing time as much, we need to guard the run from Josh Allen or we need to guard a a Cole Beasley or a a Dawson Knox like a tight end, then again it opens up for Josh Allen. So I think the number of different options the Bills have will definitely work in their favour. But yeah, I mean, if Stefan Diggs wants to come up with a touchdown this week, then Please make it. You're, you're not. You're not going to complain, exactly. I think. <laughs> I think this this Buffalo Bills team are very good
0: offensively, and their defense is certainly improving compared to what it was at the start yeah, of the year. Right. Uh, so I think this this could be a team that could have a deep playoff run, in my opinion. One of the touchdown scorers was uh, uh Jake Cumbero for uh for the the Bills. His first ever pass for the Bills, and his former team. I like my link here. This is where we're going. His former <laughs> team were the Green Bay Packers, and they were the other Saturday game this week. They were at home to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Green Bay won twenty four points to sixteen. Mikey, I'm gonna let you talk a wee bit about this if you want, because you like talking about the Packers. Uh G- Green Bay I thought started off great. I think we scored our first three drives. Uh but then we seemed to stall. Is that is that a bit worrying for the playoffs? Mm. This was This was the
2: in just time at Packers, this was only their second Saturday night game. And I had an interview beforehand saying it's, even though it's only a day's difference, it was very hard to prepare for. But it's, it's only one day extra, one day less, I should say. But um, it was, I mean, I don't think the, Pan, the Panthers didn't play well as well. I'm just trying to see the points scored. I think it was mainly field goals that they scored. Um, yeah, just seen here Joyce Lye field goal, Bridgewater run, Joyce Lye field goal, Joyce Lye field goal. So, their offense wasn't really clicking. They couldn't really um, keep continuing the ball on down. So I think the scoreline maybe flattered the Packers. It's flattered the, the Panthers a little bit, but happy to get the win. Um, it's just it's just one of those games that we've spoken about in the past about the, the Panthers that they just some days they look like this could be a team maybe next year that could potentially threaten. But I'm, I'm not seeing enough from them. I know they're missing McCaffrey and Mike Davis didn't have the best of games, but I'm going to need to see more in the off season from this team if they're going to want to challenge. Obviously, there was the news that they uh, let go their general manager, so it's going to be a big off season for the Panthers uh, if they're going to want to push for the playoffs next year.
0: Yeah, I think I think during the the off season, uh, we'll kind of have a kind of discussion, one of the podcasts, talking about these teams that have kind of struggled this season because obviously the Panthers have got four wins this season, and uh, and and discuss what they might do during that off season. But on the Packers' side... Make the bo- Christian McCaffrey fit? Yes, aye. Yeah, probably per, it. He's, some, he's
1: played three games so far this season, Put him in like some,
0: some type of armour or something, is that allowed? I mean, aye. not any weird.
1: Put, put him, him in bubble wrap. See, one of those like big balls you play, like, is it bubble football? Ah, yeah. Bubble, bubble soccer, as aye. we would have to call it. Um, just put him in one of them. Sort of I'll one you,
0: you roll down the hill in or something like that, one of those. <laughs> uh, but uh, on the Packers' side of the ball, Rodgers only threw for 143 yards. I know that obviously we were ahead early on. Um, I, I'll be honest as a Packers fan, I'm worried. Though we're likely gonna get this number one seed, I think I don't think we're quite tough enough as a team. Uh in terms it's of physicality. Nice...
2: This week is the biggest test. The we play the Titans. I feel like our strength of schedule this year has been very kind to us. Um I know we beat the Saints, um we lost to the, the Bucks, but this week against the Titans is is that game just before the playoffs where you strike fear into the rest of the NFC, especially if you get the first round by. You don't want anybody to come to Lambeau in the cold and play against Aaron Rodgers when they're beating teams like the Titans just before the playoffs starts. So this will be a a massive, massive game. Um, Also, Packers only one of four teams to have seven players picked for the Pro Bowl, which is a high for this season. a few omissions, but um, obviously Aaron Rodgers made a Pro Bowl, Jair Alexander, Devontae Adams, and I think Elton Il- Il- Jen- uh, Jenkins and David Bakhtiari as well. So um, very, very good. Um, I think besides Jalen Ramsey and maybe Stefan Gilmore, I think Jair Alexander is the best corner or the best defensive back in the league. Um, but it's the defensive side that the Packers need to worry about. They're, they're not strong enough. I worry about Derek Henry this week. Yep. I worry about players like Alvin Kamara in the playoffs or even the, the kind of one-two, potentially uh, Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. So this is the week I'm probably going to be most interested in as a Packers fan this season, is watching us against this Titans offense.
1: I think especially since the Titans want to be winning, win out and win their division uh, because the Colts are, are right up behind them. Um, and they just seem to be winning out as well, so the Titans will be right up for it to probably try and win it. And, and they'll probably want to stamp a bit of authority as well, going, look, we've just beat the number one seed in the in the NFC. Um, I think it'll be an interesting game. I I, I think you'll probably, it'll, like you say, I think it'll probably be the biggest test of the, the Packers' defence um, from here on out. Uh, and and like you say, I think, I think Derek Henry could maybe have a bit of a day yeah, again. Well,
0: I'm going to pretend that it's not happening this week, uh, just so I can be <laughs> positive. Uh, you, you mentioned, Mikey, that Green Bay had seven pro bowlers and their roster. One team who, for the first time since 1989, haven't had a player in the pro bowl for this season, was the Dallas Cowboys. I couldn't believe that statistic. It's the first time since <laughs> 1989 they've not had a pro bowler uh, on the <laughs> roster. Uh, and they were at home to the San Francisco 49ers. Kai... I also think
2: people may have still considered Dak because he started the season that well for the Pro Bowl. I know he only played like four games, but that's how well he was playing. Uh,
1: to be fair, it is done digitally this year, so he could sit at home playing Madden and, and still <laughs> participate. Yeah. yeah. It's, but, put his feet up.
0: Yeah, but, Kai, you were looking at this game. Uh, the Cowboys won 41 points to 33 against the 49ers. Uh, I was going to ask how, but is the answer to that question uh, Nick Mullins? Yeah. Yeah. I
1: think that's all we have to I, say. Said, right. Last, well, let's move last on. Week. <laughs> I seem to end up with the 49ers most weeks now. Um, I think, as I said last week, the story of the day was injuries and Nick Mullins. Um, they just. End of the show. Yeah, that's uh, That's fine. Yeah. Move on. Um, I mean, both <laughs>
0: of these teams aren't really. I mean, I was about to say they're not relevant for the rest of the season, but the Cowboys might get The, the
1: Cowboys <laughs> are still relevant. That whole division <laughs> is still relevant. Yeah. Um, it's, it's mad. I think uh, yeah, injuries injuries the story of the day again. Um, obviously they they got Mostert back, um, but I think they were maybe a wee bit too over ambitious with him, and he ended up going back out uh, having aggravated his ankle injury. Uh, Mikey, and how par- how do you
0: feel about uh, Raheem Mostert getting injured and uh, Jeff Wilson having to play more of the game? How do you
1: feel about that, Mikey?
2: These things happen in football.
1: <laughs> Jeff Mullins, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> <Mullen>. Jeff Mullins,
2: <laughs> that's a new player. yeah that will be who they're bringing in
1: at quarterback next Aye. week because they've got nobody else to play. Um, apparently, Nick Mullins had uh, picked up an elbow injury during that game as well, so he's now potentially out for this week coming. Um, so it's between C.J. Beathard and apparently Jimmy Garoppolo is. He's been back, activated. But...
0: He's he's been activated, but they they've brought in
1: Josh Rosen off yeah I the was going to Tampa say, Bay yeah. camp, uh, practice squad. So I think like
2: they're not gonna rush Jimmy G no. back, especially if they've nothing to play yeah, for.
1: Exactly. They would be rushing him back for games that are essentially I mean, dead rubbers to them, like the
2: if anything, they could... do you do you lose your last two games and try and get potentially a Kyle Trask or a, a Trey Lance in the in the draft is, like that?
1: I think we, we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. Might have been last week, if not it was the previous week. Like now that the, the 49ers know their season's done, what I don't know why you would want to win now. No. Apart from like pride that there is no benefit to to finishing with a really good record and finishing bought me a division and ended up gaining nothing. Yeah, and it's so not. I e- think if you're the 49ers, you just tank the last two games. Yeah,
0: no, I agree. And it's not even as if, like, for, for Shanahan, it's not like it's going to look bad on him because he can just go, oh, well, look at all the injuries we had this year. We're obviously going to do bad. Aye. You know, he's got an excuse already there. So. Aye, exactly. So, um,
2: not the... First loss to the Cowboys as well. That means, that obviously, that the 49ers are mathematically out of the playoffs. And I just want to say, just give me a little ray of sunshine since Kai beat me in the semis this week. That was one of my very first outlandish claims of the season, is that the 49ers wouldn't make the playoffs. So, delighted to get that one over the line because the biggest one didn't happen, which we'll obviously get to later on in the podcast. Um, so team one when we shouldn't have. But, yeah, I mean, I would have probably backed the under in this game. But there was, what, 70-odd points, which is... Not what I expected from these two teams, anyway.
0: Mikey, just before we Thanks. move on from you saying about your outlandish claim, uh, credit where credit's due. <laughs> a lovely, a lovely, I'm a lovely applause. Adam, Adam also Very has positive
1: sound effects for you last weekend. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no, that, just don't that's use them that, <laughs> that's the only one. I they? think, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, as much as it was high-scoring, and the, the Cowboys obviously delighted t- to win. Uh, it keeps him in, in with a, a shout and that ever changing NFC East at the moment. Um a couple of wee things Brandon Ayuk looks like he's he's kind of thriving with Debo Samuel not there so it could be interesting to see what happens uh come come next season and seasons to come with I, the two.
2: Another another wide receiver the, the Eagles should have taken. Yeah us. and
1: we seem to just pass up on the good ones.
2: Um, we could do a podcast on that alone, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, we, we could. Wide <laughs> receivers <laughs> that Eagles passed on
1: and like who we picked up instead. Um, it, it might need to be a two-part. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, very last-minute injury, obviously, to, to uh, Ezekiel Elliott. That was a big which, kind of talking point going into it. That was, into it was a bit bizarre. It kind of wasn't really spoken about, and then all of a sudden, about, I, I, I'm pretty sure it was about an hour, a couple of hours, an hour and a half, a yeah. couple of hours before it, it the it game. We
2: team warm-ups. He went through team warm ups, and even Mike McCarthy came out and said that he was he was very surprised that he wasn't able to play. Um, aye, so very last minute,
1: um, Tony Pollard steps in, and oh boy, did he deliver! Yep, um, sixty nine yards, two touchdowns rushing, and then six receptions for sixty three yards. He was the lead rusher and the lead receiver. Um, so you know that's good then because the what the Cowboys should
0: do is it, they found out they don't have to pay Ezekiel Elliott lots of money, so they could not. Yeah, do, so oh wait, let's just oh, get rid of him. Oh wait, they've already paid him lots of money, haven't they?
2: Yeah, ah. I mean, we say it, you say it every year that when you have the elite running backs in fantasy like Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, coming towards the later rounds of the draft, you come up with the insurance policies. So you think um, Latavius Murray, Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard is always the one you should get because Zeke seems to either have a game where he's struggling or he's had suspensions or injuries. Yeah. If, the Zeke, if Zeke wasn't at the cow, and this is nothing against Zeke, I don't think the Cowboys would struggle that much if they still had a full, healthy roster with Dak and everything. No, no. Tony Pollard is a very good running back and I think could potentially be a running back one for a team. Put him on the jets or something like that and see what he does.
1: Um, aye. I, th- I think he's I think he's more than capable of, of uh, taking that slot um, as his own. But obviously, as you say, Adam... Um, the Cowboys have paid Elliot a lot of money, yep. so I think they'll probably stick with them. Exactly. Um, just before I finish, um, obviously, can't leave you without at least a stat for the day. I know I've obviously got another three games, but I like this one. Um, the 49ers are now 22-8 and with Jimmy Garoppolo as a starting quarterbacks in 2017. With all other quarterbacks they've played, they're 6-26. and
0: so this is kind of going against my point of... Yeah. Is it a kind of Jeremy system... Golf, what isn't
1: that good. Yeah, system QB. Um, I, I don't know whether he maybe just fits in that system well and it complements how he plays, but yeah, they they aren't very good without
2: him. Um, Nick Mullins... Bring is, sorry. Bring back Colin Kaepernick <laughs> for the 49ers. That's what I want to see. I think uh,
1: we'll obviously come on to the, the whole draft scenario and people moving about and... Um, such like. But, interestingly, could that Prescott end up at the 49ers? Mm, that's not something I thought
0: of. I've certainly heard of Garoppolo, the rumours of Garoppolo going back to the Patriots. Yep. Uh, so if he does do
1: that, then they might need somebody. So if he does that, they open up a space for a quarterback. Now, obviously we've said they might end up just tanking the last two games and trying to get one of the, the slightly later first-round quarterbacks. Um, But... Like if I think I think more than likely it's looking more and more likely as the weeks go on that Dak Prescott will probably end up staying uh, at the Cowboys and pick up another quote, uh, pick up another quarterback, pick up another contract. But if he doesn't, I I think the 49ers could potentially be somewhere that he ends up.
0: Yeah, that's a shout. I think when we uh, do maybe a, an off-season podcast with our rumors and stuff, that now would be something very interesting. I quite like. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, he's a good quarterback. I think he will definitely get somewhere. It maybe didn't rank as high in my quarterback rankings as maybe he should have in that podcast. <laughs> but, uh, but I think he's certainly uh, you know a decent quarterback who easily start for a team like that. And with a good team around him, he could easily you know be playoff contenders. Whatever. Yeah. He goes. You also, Kai, we looking at the next game. Uh the the team that the Dallas Cowboys are competing with at the top of the NFC East are so the Washington Football Team. I said the right words. Uh, they were at home to the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle won twenty points to fifteen. Dwayne Haskins was starting quarterback. Just quickly before we talk about the game, Dwayne Haskins has since been uh, seen uh without a mask on in a strip club. Uh
1: yes. which was interesting to say the least. Yeah, I was also back in practice. Yeah.
2: He's he was fined uh fifty thousand dollars and stripped of his captain, his team captain. Yeah, which well. was Obviously, a, a big American thing. football teams have a few captains, but he's been stripped, um no pun intended.
0: I mean that is a good pun if it wasn't if it was intended. <laughs> Did not even mean it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, proud of it. <laughs> Very question. It has been said that Alex Smith is a starter if he's fit. I think that was going to happen whether yeah. uh, Haskins was in a strip club or not. Uh, Mikey's given Alex Smith some love there. Uh, I, th-
2: I think no, no, the, the... just giving the strip club some love. <laughs> oh, the strip club some love. Oh, sorry, yeah. The, this is
0: a PC <laughs> podcast, boys. This is. we well, try to make it PC, but if the players keep doing stupid things, then there's only so much. We I'm, can do. I'm
2: still in the mentality of doing the the midnight hour podcast. Aye, late, you're, getting excited. Podcast,
0: so, you're
1: exactly. getting excited. Kai, I think, mean, any I think um, the the Washington Football Team are a much better team with with that like quarterback. And I you think know
0: they're also better with uh, Tony G. A yes, running back as well.
1: That's that's one of the the biggest things is that the um, they have no run Here's game, a... no run game without Tony po- uh, to- Tony <laughs> Tony Gibson, to- Antonio Gibson. Here's
2: a non-football football question. Okay. Are you, how would you feel if next season the Washington football team stuck with the name the Washington football team? it would really annoy me. I Which think is, it's, I, been it's been I rumored. I think they
0: are going to keep it because what they've said is that. Uh, like no one else is called football team, so why can't
1: they keep it? There's
2: nobody
1: else. So, so then their nickname's just called the football team. Aye,
2: but, but t- everyone's
1: a football I don't team. Like
2: it, but <laughs> I've I've heard that that seems to be the way that they're going to be pushing forward. Aye, which is ridiculous to me.
0: No, I think it's I think it's ridiculous as well. But I, I to be honest, I think if they're that, uh, if they have that little imagination that they can't come up with another name apart from football
1: team for a football team, then you know, fine. <laughs> Uh, I think I think this discussion probably tells you all you need to know about how exciting this game was. Uh, I really don't have a lot to say, to be honest. This was the the four K camera ball. That's exact. One of the biggest things I said is that the best thing about the game was the quality of those cameras in the end zone. They were like oh, I think they were so crisp. They were much better than my eyesight. I don't think I could yeah, see how good was, they were. Um,
2: it almost felt like everything was in slow motion. Like it was, it was mainly like end zone celebrations and stuff. It was. I oh, think never I saw like
1: something it. on Twitter after red zone, basically saying that um, they were trialing out, trialing, they were trying out new cameras um, for both end zones. So the normal game camera was just what it was before. Um, but there was, they had guys in the end yeah, zone. Yeah, you with, saw, you saw the pictures of the guys. And cameras. A good
0: kit they've got, and they've got the the lens on it. it was, I, I was getting quite nerdy um, about it looking
1: at the cameras yeah. and
2: that but everybody was loving it.
1: the only other thing really uh to point out from this game was that uh seahawks kind of stumbled to the win they obviously are now mathematically in the playoffs jamal adams was absolutely delighted with that because he's hadn't seen many playoffs so i think he was pretty delighted at the end of the game um the standout performer i would say from both teams was uh logan thomas for the Washington football team, it's who... almost
0: as if a young quarterback relies on a kind of safety blanket of a tight end, is not it? Yes, and and a, um... and a, to dump it off to a running back when you look at the top
1: two receivers for the Aye. Washington team. Um, if, when the running back makeup includes the quarterback having the second highest rushing yards, and then the receiving setup also includes one of the running backs having. The second most amount of receptions, like clearly, the guy just relies on the people he likes and sticks with that. Unfortunately, one of them wasn't Terry McLaurin. Throw the ball to him more, please.
0: Alex Smith will bring him the, back.
2: The I was surprised at that. I said to to Kai, uh, before this game, that obviously Dwayne Haskins and Terry McLaurin went to to college together. Yep. So that was the one thing that I thought Dwayne Haskins would have thrived in in this game. But one thing I will say. As much as yes, your boy uh, Gibson is the running back for the Washington football team, as the undisputed lead back for them. I like J.D. McKissick. I think he's a good complement to Antonio Gibson. Um, good receiving back as well. Good third down back. I think the two of them in the backfield, both healthy, um, with Alex Smith, is is a good a good problem to have for them at this moment in time. I think, I
1: think that's the issue is that he's a good complement to Antonio Gibson but as soon as he's left on his own he's like oh, what do I do
0: I, I, I agree <laughs> with that I think he's a very good passing down back and third down back but Antonio Gibson also played a lot of kind of receiver as well so he's a very good pass catching back as well so
3: yeah.
0: as a selfish point of view for somebody who owns him in fantasy <laughs> I would rather they just gave him a three down role Christian McCaffrey role and did all the things and got me lots and lots of points but I can understand for the the, the Washington football team's point of view uh To have Antonio Gibson as a first and second down back, McKissick as a third down back, and that's a good, I think that's a good one-two punch. What you don't want is Peyton Barber, even though he does score a touchdown today, uh, or that week, I should say, you just don't want him anywhere near your roster. Yeah? Kai, I'm not going to make you talk about that game anymore. Instead, you can talk about an NFC North matchup, uh, which was Chicago at Minnesota. 33 points to 27, Chicago won that game. Um... A few weeks ago we were suggesting that the Vikings might get to the playoffs and now they've started throwing it away and the Bears are actually mathematically still in with a shout. I
1: think um, it's a similar scenario to that of the Raiders where if you look back two or three weeks ago we had both the Raiders and the Vikings in a strong playoff place Um, and now they've both... I think it's a case of them both managing to play themselves out of playoff contention um, rather than the Bears being that good. Quick question:
0: Who'd you rather have at running back? Uh, Dalvin Cook with his twenty-four attempts for one hundred thirty-two yards and a touchdown, or uh, David Montgomery with thirty-two attempts, one hundred forty-six yards and two touchdowns? It's it was a, a game of
1: game of running. Yes, uh, I think both teams are very very run run dependent uh, this season. I know obviously both of them have very good receivers as well, um, but I, th- I think when you when you look at the stats, like you've said, you're obviously gonna to look to run the ball first with those two, uh, before you would start throwing it. Um, I think the Vikings are probably blown their chances at the playoffs, yes. having lost that. I, I think they had to win that to even keep themselves in contention. But I, th- I think they'll struggle. Um, like you say, the Bears are in the picture, but again, can't see the Bears making the playoffs either. And if they do, God help them, because um, they're absolutely hopeless. And I think teams should probably pick them to part, pick them to part. Pick them apart. I'm not not doing well with the speaking today.
2: Words are hard, Kai. Words are hard. Um, it's all right because we don't really speak much in this podcast, are you are <laughs>
1: It's
2: not that that's the most crucial part of the podcast. Kinda, you
1: know? kinda important, isn't it? To be able to speak. <laughs> um, obviously, Justin Jefferson leads the way as the. I think he's he's leading the way as as wide receiver one for the for the Vikings. I think he's leading the way in the rookie of the year. Um contention as well, I think he's just shown every week how good he is Hundred. He, he had a relatively bit. quiet game this week, and he still ended up with 104 yards um, which is mad, and obviously gets his first Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl selection this week as well, which was very much justified, and he has now surpassed Hall of Famer Randy Moss um, for the most receptions by a rookie in Vikings history
0: Kai's start of the week, I need to get a drop for, for next season, Can I,
1: I that that, yeah. that tends to be a, a theme, a, doesn't it? He's a stat man de- 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 de. <laughs> oh, We're going to get well, copyright hey, hey, yeah, sorry that. If, he keep, if he keeps on that trajectory then
2: you know, he's, he's destined for
1: massive thing It'd be really good for my dynasty team if he does that
2: <laughs> Ju- Justin Jefferson and Chase Young the only two rookies to make the Pro Bowl yeah, this year um, and within, within good reason but um, a stat that I've seen that I just never thought would be put in the same sentence is that David Montgomery has followed in Walter Payton's footsteps for a a record. So um, Montgomery is only the second player in Bears history with 30 plus carries, 140 plus rushing yards and at least two rushing touchdowns in a single game, joining Hall of Famer Walter Payton. Never. I don't even think he would have thought that was possible. But this guy is in the last, what, three weeks has been borderline unstoppable. So it'd be. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully, he doesn't finish the season strong because Packers play Bears Week 17. Uh-huh. So, um, have a good week this week by all means, but next week just maybe turn it down. A notch.
1: I, I mean, I mean, Cohen will be quaking in his boots.
0: Mikey, can I point out you don't True. actually want David Montgomery to have a good week this week against Jacksonville because uh, he plays against you in the Dynasty League final?
2: <laughs> so, maybe David Montgomery, just just you've had a good, good run, good run, but just, just, set just it out. just, <laughs> just, just nip, nip it in the bud, nip it in the bud, we're done. We're done. The thing that amazed me is, I'll, I'll give him a. Th- David Montgomery, if you play well this week, you will never be invited onto the podcast. David Montgomery, if that doesn't scare him, Montgomery, if if you you play well this week,
0: I'm going to put a picture of you on my wall. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm going to do. Uh, Just before we move on for this game, I don't quite understand how a team that has Mitchell Trubisky as a quarterback is uh, at such a good record as it is.
1: Um, the thing is, he actually he's played alright the last he couple. Has, of has, but will give him his due. But he's still garbage.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's the only good thing is, as a Packers fan, I'm more than happy that uh, the Bears are going to keep him at quarterback <laughs> because yeah. it means they
1: are not going to win this division if we've got Rodgers there. I uh, think um, talk, talking about receivers for the future and, and kind of bound for the future, Darnell Mooney looks like he yep. could be a good find for the Bears. Um, he seems to have kind of grown into the season, probably quite late on, but I think if you're a Bears fan, as much as they're not great, they're still winning games. Um so I think if you look to, to Alan Robinson, if he's still there, I know there's obviously rumours they may end up elsewhere. Um if you look to Alan Robinson and Darnell Mooney as a as a receiving duo, I think they they could uh, well, those two as a receiving duo and then you've obviously got David Montgomery and, and Tariq Cohen as a as a running back duo. Just get somebody else at quarterback. So get someone who can throw the ball well, and this could be a very dangerous right. team.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Oh Mikey's he's looking very scared there. But we'll move on before we frighten him anymore. <laughs> no,
2: it was I, I dropped my pen. I didn't want to make. Oh,
0: right. I just thought you you heard that Chicago could be a good team, and that, that put the fear of death into you. But, uh... It's
2: not something a pack fan wants to hear. Yeah. No, I it's thought. definitely
0: not. I was looking at the next game, so don't worry. We don't have to listen to Kai for much longer. Sorry, that was my dulcet tones. Aye, exactly. Uh, I was team. having a look at the, the AFC East matchup between the Patriots and the Miami Dolphins before the game started. Miami said, I think every single player in their team was injured uh, and wasn't going to be able to play. Uh, it is relevant. very close to that. So, I
2: think Brian Flores had a few a few reps at running back. Yeah, you know? I think
0: so. Uh, it was. Uh, it looked like it was going to be a struggle for Miami. Uh, New England, obviously, uh, Bill Belichick normally does very well against uh, rookie quarterbacks. So I thought. I think a lot of us might have thought. I'm not quite sure how everyone predicted. New England are going to do well in this game. Yeah, but instead, Miami won 22 points to 12. Even without most of the starters, the Dolphins get the wing. The wing. They get the win, and. uh <laughs> get the they out. get the, the, the wing. Is that a pun there? That, no, that, well, I, mean, I mean Fish don't really have wings, the do they? Uh <laughs> <No.
2: laughs> Oh dear Goodness me oh, dear. Uh, That was my bad
0: oh, it Mikey, I will ask you this question though I don't think Miami are a playoff team Do you agree?
2: Yes So I have this little website that I use It's really good That's um you basically every week you click the teams that you think's going to win for the week and it tallies up the, the playoff stats and whatever and you I did it at the very like maybe 2 or 3 weeks into the season to see who I thought would have got to the playoffs and things like that um and I, every week I still do it even though there's not many games left and yeah I think the dolphins are going to fall short of the playoffs I'm not that, that's not my outlandish claim I just think that the I, I'm not even sure who the dolphins play yet but I know that the Ravens have got a favorable favorable 2 weeks left so I think the, the Ravens will take the 7th seed in the playoffs. I, I'd be gutted for the Dolphins because they've been such a great storyline this year. But also in saying that they, they'll obviously be crushed but they were never meant to be in this spot at this this early in the season and they have a wealth of picks in the draft so they have nothing to be worried about whether or not they make the playoffs They,
1: they finish quite were quite a tough last two weeks they play Vegas this. well I say that they play the Raiders this week so they'll probably win that because the Raiders are guff. Um, but they finish at Buffalo Um, so and Buffalo could be fighting for the number one seed at that aye, point they still. could be fighting for the number yeah. one seed so it would depend and on the, obviously the circumstances Ravens, but the Ravens have the Ravens got,
2: play the Giants and the Bengals aye, so the Ravens are so probably we'll, winning both I'd them I'd be gutted I'd be gutted but they were not meant to be in this position uh, this year this was a uh, I wouldn't even call it a rebuilding year. This was just a year to kind of bleed to uh, into the into the process. Yeah, a um, lot of young players. I mean, um, their the defense has been absolutely unstoppable this season. At times, that the amount of takeaways that they've had. So they'll be gutted if they don't. But they'll also look at this season as nothing but a massive win.
0: The Dolphins could go ten and six and not get in the playoffs.
2: It's the FC for you this yeah,
1: year. Yeah, the. One of the Cowboys, Washington Giants, or the Eagles could end up. In fact, will will get into the playoffs with a very bad record. Yeah, almost certainly to be less than five hundred, which is very. Uh, I
0: think I think it's guaranteed to be less than five hundred now, uh, unless Washington win both their games. They're six and eight
1: just now. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, they could get... one of those against player, the Eagles, though, so they'll definitely not win them
2: both. There's one player that I just have to doff my cap to. You that's keep saying "doth." I think day. it's, I think I it's "doth." I, I, Doth my cat. I think it's "doth" with a "th." Well, I'm. Well, that's my new thing. I'm, I'm saying it. I'm <laughs> "doth." Um, the Xavier Howard uh, for the Dolphins has to be in the consideration for defensive player of the year. Yeah, the guy has nine interceptions on the season, when the the NFL record for the season is fourteen. And I, I mean, even if he finishes in double digits, which is massively possible, the the Unbelievable. The guy, I think, how many interceptions did he have this week? Just double-checking here. I think he had one interception this week. Um, just the guy is playing. He's, he's the reason that this takeaway um, streak has been so looked into. Um, I think he's, again, one of the best DBs in the league and definitely deserves consideration for, for Defensive Player of the Year.
1: I, I think he, uh, he didn't actually get the interception because there was that kind of weird play um, where the ball was hitting a defender's thigh as he was stepping out of bounds and Xavier Howard caught the pass off his thigh and ran the length of the field and then got pulled back. Yeah, but he did get a forced fumble though, so yeah. he did he did he have a, a turn fumble. On yeah. Yeah.
2: Another thing is as well is the Patriots dynasty is well and truly over. Uh, since the turn of the millennium, this is the division winners for um, their division. From two thousand up to two thousand and twenty. Dolphins, Patriots, Jets, Patriots, 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 Dolphins, Patriots, 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 Bills this year. Are we do we see a complete change of the guard with the Bills potentially for the next four or five years?
0: Yes.
1: Uh huh. And even the
2: Dolphins with the, the draft picks at the right, I was
1: gonna say I think you see the Bills and the Dolphins having better records and better chances of winning that division than the Patriots. I think the Patriots need yeah. to do our Bills and just gut the place. Uh when the Jets get rid of Adam Gase and I, I
0: think we'll come on to that later, but I think the reason that Adam Gase is still playing with the Jets or still coaching the Jets make <laughs> might do a better job. <laughs> we the, a better we <laughs> <laughs> uh, the reason he's still at the Jets is because they want to keep losing games to get a better draft pick, that's my opinion. Yeah. Uh but I think when he goes yeah. the Jets are going to be a good team as well I think the Patriots might be the worst team in this division uh, in the years to come if they, they don't
2: cause... you know me I love I love love a I love a narrative I love a storyline The all four of these teams with the, the Bills ushering in a new era um, with the Patriots dynasty and what's going to happen with them with this young Dolphins team with a great head coach and the Jets who can only get better this is a, a division that having years of dominance from one team could be over the next 10, 15 years, could be all four of them win it at least a couple of times. You, you just never know. Yeah. That's that's what that's what's so great about the NFL.
0: My, my problem with the Patriots team, uh, and I think I've said this for a while, is they don't really have any a huge amount of talent anyway in the skill position. Certainly a receiver. There's not like that big name receiver. So uh, they're always going to struggle. I think Brady was able, with a lot of garbage for some of the years, to be fair, take this team higher than they were actually due to go. And uh, right. I think...
2: Do we also think it's the end for Julian Edelman? He's been so badly injured this season. I mean, he is back.
1: He's been back in training, but um, I, just, I just don't think. Uh, he's
0: going to go to world. Tampa Bay as the slot receiver, no? Is that not what happens? <laughs> <laughs>
1: the, I mean, they're
2: short of the um, receiver. I know that's
0: true. They've only got Evans, Godwin, Antonio Brown. Yeah, exactly. Scotty
1: Miller. Like, yeah. I'll struggle.
2: And then um, Jacoby Myers did have a good game. Seven receptions for 111 yards, but. I think that was almost a case of trying to get back into this game, throwing the ball a lot because the Patriots are just not throwing the ball. I'd love to see the, the season percentage for every team and how often they throw the ball because I reckon Patriots will be oh. one of the worst three teams in terms of that. Oh
1: yeah, 100% they've got to be. Um, uh, Cam Newton is not the quarterback for the future here either. No, I he's think just... I think
0: at the start of the season, after he kind of played the first few games a lot of folks thought, oh hey, this this could be one of the best things be signs that happened, but I don't think he's going to get another contract no. That's why there's rumours that they're never going to get Garoppolo or something. We'll see what happens in the off-season. But again, Patriots, not relevant for the playoff picture. And though the Dolphins are still in it, I don't think they're going to get in. Because Mikey, the team you were looking at in the next game, I think are going to get in instead of. And that's the Baltimore Ravens, who are at home to the Jacksonville Jaguars. 40 points to 14. Baltimore won that game. Uh, Just kind of showing off their dominance against a not very good team. Uh,
2: Would you agree? Yes. Let's move on. Okay, next one. <laughs> nah, <the, it> <laughs> that's what it, it almost feels like every week we talk about the Jags. It's, we say the team that the Jags played, played well. And then no that's it. There's literally... No, because you can't really say much about, about it. There, there's a, a narrative, obviously, with the Jags that has become huge this week, which we'll get to at a later point. Um, but, yeah, this is the Jags. It's crazy to think... I didn't think that they were going to do well, but you beat the Colts the first game of the season and you look at how well, how well the Colts are doing yeah. in a division game as well. And you're thinking, hold on, Jags could be in for maybe five, five six wins this season if, if they keep those kind of performances up. And they've lost, what, 12? and I don't even know. 13. A lot in a row. 13. 13 in a row. <laughs> yeah. The, one thing before I kind of get into the, the main um, part of this game is Lamar Jackson, one of the stats here, Prior to this season, no quarterback in NFL history had ever had 2,000-plus rushing yards over a two-season span, and no quarterback had ever had 800-plus rushing yards in back-to-back seasons. Lamar Jackson is the founding member of both of those records. Um, so he's now on 828th for the season, and 2,000 since 2019. So he's a, he's a running back.
0: I was going to say, he's a running back He throws man. it sometimes, isn't he?
2: I run it, but that's that's the way that the the NFL is going this year. Um, there's also one uh, Lamar Jackson got rested, which I think Kai was slightly worried about because um, that was quite early in our matchup. Yeah, I, to um, be fair, he already had on.
1: almost thirty points by that point, so I was like. Yeah.
2: But um, Tyler Huntley came in uh, and had a, a big rush, and Lamar Jackson was loving it. And I looked into that; they used to play with each other and against each other in high school. Um, and now they're playing with each other at the Ravens, so uh, nice to see that. Um, I, I, I don't really want to speak about the Jags, apart from the fact that they're planning on resting James Robinson this week. There's literally not much news. I can I? Can I that we'll get to. Can I just say, Mikey,
0: um, actually, Gardner Minshew, statistically anyway, seemed to play quite well in this game. I know. I know. It's unusual that like I compliment him.
1: Yeah. Are, you, are you feeling all right, played? Adam? We we bumped to the head this morning. Uh, no,
0: I'm just looking at the stats. He had 22 completions for 29, 226 yards, two touchdowns, passer rating of 120. I mean, I, I've got to give him his dues. If that was another quarterback, I can't say he had a good game. So I've got to say it for Minshew there. I mean, fair enough. He took five sacks. I don't know how many of them were his fault. I didn't watch the game.
2: But... Sorry, just breaking news here: a pig has flown over hell, which is just frozen over. That's just breaking news coming here. <laughs> I'm watching Sky News at the moment because Adam is giving credit to Gardner Minshew, but yeah, 120.8 passer rating as well. Um, and one of the biggest talking points, besides the main talking point, which I keep kind of teasing... It's, it's um, as if
1: nobody knows what we're going to mention. It's like a <laughs> secret or something. I, like,
2: we are the one that breaks I, the game <laughs> result. People don't know anything. Oh, Nobody's
1: watched any the NFL last week.
2: They wait for us. Um, <laughs> there's Bryant, 11-yard touchdown. So cool, man. First touchdown in three years. And, of course, he threw up the X, the the trademark celebration. Delighted for him. He's had a tough couple of years, obviously, with getting signed by the Saints. And I think he tore his ACL on his, yeah. his first or second training session with the Saints. And tough time. I never thought he'd play again after the whole Saints ordeal. But great to see him back. I'm delighted for him. And he could be a, a nice little wrinkle in this offense moving forward because I have my thoughts uh, or question marks on Hollywood Brown. I don't think he deserves the nickname Hollywood. I think you need to be Hollywood. a Hollywood straight out baller to have a yeah. nickname, um, and I don't think he has it yet. But still young, he's only in his second year. There's obviously some teething problems with this offense being so run heavy, and Mark Andrews being the the main target there. But Des Bryant moving forward in the playoffs could be a very interesting little weapon I in this think, uh, um, in this
1: team. I think the biggest weapon though on that on that Baltimore Ravens team is Patrick Ricard. He's obviously a number run running back. Um, is he still yeah, the number one yeah.
0: running back according to ESPN? Is he?
1: Yep. Uh, I think. Should be.
2: I would be, be very surprised if he wasn't. Obviously, he he didn't
1: didn't have any rushing yards uh, this week, but two receptions for ten yards. I think the guy the guy's the goat man. I love but a fullback
0: getting involved in the game. See when Aye, they're just so. In
1: fact, no. There's a bigger talking point from this game, was the big man run. <laughs> See when yep. the one you sent us it, Mikey? I was howling with laughter when... I think,
2: Lamar Jackson fumbled the he ball. He fumbled the ball and the man like, catches up, it up. Oh. tucks it into his chest as if he's trying to put the ball through his chest through osmosis or something like that. i like, <laughs> never seen a the, guy uh, hold
1: the ball so hard
2: in all my the, life. Good Morning Football do, uh, do an angry run segment every week and everybody thought that Derek Henry was going to win it on a, uh, the, the the stiff arm that he did this week but they had to give it to the O-linemen. Derek Henry, I think the, the angry run segment was made after him so... They gave it to this offensive lineman because it was hilarious. Hanky had to get the oxygen mask after it because he ran a couple of yards. He ran so um, hard, but he
1: was going so slow.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and but also Patrick Ricard, two receptions for ten yards. But his longest reception was eleven yards.
0: That's impressive. Yep. Yeah. Are we are we negative one? Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Glad to love it. But hey, that's Patrick Ricard, does what he wants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's deserved that statement, <laughs> isn't it? I think
0: the fact that we've spent yeah. uh, about 90, 90 seconds talking about Patrick Ricard maybe tells us all we need to know about that game. Uh, that it was yeah.
2: expected. Yeah. The to... Ravens won, because was... I know people don't people hold off on results so they can listen to Yeah, iPod. so uh, yeah. that's yeah. a win
0: yeah. for the Ravens. Yeah. And hey, uh, Han, if you're listening, for... <laughs> then, uh, then Jacksonville lost that game. Just in case <laughs> yeah. you're not sure.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll but, move on but to. Did they lose? Uh,
0: that is the point. But Mikey, in a few games' time, you were talking. Uh, you you'll be talking about a team that. Did they win? Did they lose? Another question for that. Uh, but I'll move on to uh, an <laughs> NFC South matchup with a team, the Atlanta Falcons, who did Atlanta Falcon things again. They were playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucks won thirty-one points to twenty-seven, and Atlanta threw away another lead. They were seventeen nothing up, and this was like a Super Bowl all over again. And uh, and and ah. Uh, I don't know what to say about this Atlanta team. Like, I, I'm <laughs> speechless. I just can't say anything. Like how that's so bad? How do they throw away these leads all the time? They just have no kind of. I don't know. I don't game know what game management. They, no game management. Yeah, that's probably the right thing. Uh, Matt Ryan had to throw forty nine times in this game. They only rushed for thirty seven total yards, which is horrendous in a running game. And uh, and Matt Ryan, to be fair, no Julio Jones in this game, but Calvin Ridley did have ten receptions, one hundred sixty-three yards, and a touchdown, which my fantasy team appreciated, even though I wasn't in any serious fantasy game.
2: Not so, sorry, not including the the whole Super Bowl uh, deficit. Do you think, and because of the fact that we're playing Tom Brady this week, do you think that the fact that they are throwing away so many leads is due to that Super Bowl loss? Like that—that's like now mentality thing.
1: Mentality, yeah. Uh, no, I think it's more just to do with the fact that they aren't good. Yeah, I think uh, it might have more to do with the fact the defense aren't particularly great, to be honest. Uh, I think that it will probably start. It, it will probably play in their mind, and obviously would have been anyway. But after this season and some of the games have thrown away, notably like the Lions, um, it's just. They just don't seem to be able to, to get it into their heads when they go so far ahead. I mean, what were they? 7 17, nothing, nothing up? up, yeah. And then went 24 7 up at one point in the third quarter. In fact, they were 24 14 up with 10 seconds left in the third quarter. So they essentially had a quarter of football left to, to play. And then I don't, I'm not entirely sure what, what goes on in their head at that point. I don't know if they. They just give up. You know yeah. what?
0: I don't even want to talk was, about uh, them
1: because they are not relevant to the playoffs. I don't think, there I don't was, think uh, there's a reason behind it at the moment. I think it's
2: just there was a side-by-side picture of Tom Brady in the Super Bowl sitting on the bench, kind of legs kind of spread, elbows on the knees, like just sitting there with his head down, just before they made the massive comeback, and then he did the exact same kind of sitting motion in this game when they were down by a lot. And the Falcons like there was something on Instagram and social media just saying. If there's like a Falcons official just somewhere or a security guard, just like move Tom Brady out that position. If he's in that <laughs> position, that means, that means things are going to happen to the Falcons. Bad things are going to happen because you've got the best quarterback of all time and the best, probably the best comeback quarterback of all time as well. And yeah, credit to the Bucks because this was a, a big game and other scores this week. Um, obviously, with the Bears winning um, and kind of knocking the Vikings out of that that close seven spot with a kind of the Bucs, the Cardinals and the Vikings are. Being 17-0 down at one point, I was thinking, I can't believe the Bucks have got a really good chance to make the playoffs here and they're potentially going to throw it away. So, massive credit to them for, for coming back and winning this game. Can
0: I just ask though, why are the Bucks so inconsistent? Because sometimes they are amazing. You watch, Even within a game, you saw at the start, they were horrendous Bruce at the
2: start.
0: I, I mean, that probably is the answer. I'm, but... not,
2: I'm not sold on Bruce Arians either. I'm more sold on him than Anthony Lynn, but I also don't think... We seen it a wee bit last year with with Anthony Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, a new player, Is he, where does he <laughs> We seen it with we seen it with Aaron Rodgers and Matt Lafleur that there was maybe a wee bit of um, not looking for the what there was. They were just button heads a little bit. Apparently, Aaron Rodgers was playing making his own play calls um, on the in the in the line of scrimmage and things like that. But they've 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 now nurtured into a great relationship. I don't think Bruce Arians and Tom Brady have a a good relationship midway through the season. Bruce Arians was kind of blaming. Tom Brady for the losses, which is, you can't, you just can't do it. It's Tom Brady, do you know what I mean? So, I, I don't know. I, I, we, I said on a previous podcast that if one of them is going to go, the Bucks are going to get rid of Arians and bring in someone that Tom Brady wants. So, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they make the playoffs and have a first-round a first exit if Bruce Arians isn't there next year. I, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: You no, know, the, the main problem with this is that Arians likes throwing the ball downfield, and Tom Brady is not particularly great at throwing... Now, he pr- he, I think, literally, as the commentators were saying, he's not great at throwing the ball downfield. Brady right. threw a cracking ball downfield. He never has been. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but like, but, Yeah, for but Brady... You know, within 20 yards of the line of scrimmage, that's where Brady... A, you know, really accurate pocket passer. You know, boom, 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 there you go, no questions asked. You know, if they keep the short passing and mid-passing game going, Brady will win you every game. But it's, it's... Especially those... I think it was a game a couple of weeks. Like, Brady... Had what, about two or three completions in his first like six or seven attempts because he just keep lobbing the ball downfield and there was no chance that it, like that's not Brady's game. I think there is definitely a clash of styles there. But don't get me wrong, it was a good comeback. I had a couple of Russian touchdowns for Fournette. Obviously, no Rojo in this game. Uh, Antonio Brown and uh, and Chris Godwin scored some touchdowns as well uh, in the receiving game, and it was a a good performance in the end from the Bucks. A good win, an important win end. for them. Who, who had Fournette this week in, in fantasy? I don't know. I think there was a d- kind of debate between the two of you, is there not about who had Fournette? D- did you have him, Mikey?
1: Oh, he's, he's, he's giving me the, the cold shoulder. He's not even replying to me. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey Mike, had Leonard Fournette. Um, was- Sorry about my headphones kind of I I was yeah. I was just saying, Mikey and Leonard Fournette I have um, to spite have me. One. He, I, have spite one me. I have one Leonard Fournette I have one Leonard it and two championship rings.
2: Is that right? Okay, yeah. Okay. Um.
1: You have start Le- Leonard Fournette when you, when you, on your when bench. You and Leonard Fournette had what twenty one fancy points this week. If you'd played Leonard Fournette Mikey, instead of putting him on your bench to spite me, you would have won.
2: If we're going back to this, Kai, if you say that beating me in the semis is better than winning the final, just shows that's not, that you're not. That's not my mentality. You're not a winner. That's you not said. You don't care if you win in the final. That's, that's what you mentality. said. Children, you have proof. Ch- children, so children. that just shows that I'm the, I'm the goat and you're the little. I don't know. Mike well, he's
1: getting also. salty. It's all been building
2: up. You know what, I'm going to put my championship rings on. Right, I'm going to move on. It's
0: fine. So the Bucks <laughs> beat the Falcons, and the Bucks look like, obviously, now they are a playoff side. Definitely, uh, as if we, we didn't know before. Uh, and as Mikey says, oh, I don't think they're going to do particularly great in the playoffs, maybe. I think they, they, they might go out at the first hurdle, depending who they get, unless they maybe play against a team from the NFC East, uh, depending if they get the, the, the number five. Right,
2: so one thing, sorry, that I just forgot to mention about the Bucks there is Devin White. Had a phenomenal game. I think he had three sacks and maybe 17 total tackles or something like that. But when he is on form, he is one of the best wrecking balls in the league. I I thought he played phenomenal.
0: Yeah, 12 combined tackles, three sacks, uh, four tackles for loss, two pass deflected. Yeah, that was a,
2: I'd say that was a decent game. Yeah. Not a bad day.
0: Kai, you were looking at our next game. Yep. It was Tennessee against Detroit. Tennessee won 46 points to 25. That was lots of points in that game.
2: Yeah. This is what lost me my fantasy matchup. Yes. All I'm going to say, I don't even know the guy's name because I don't want to know it. Every time Derek Henry was like making huge, big chunk plays down the field until they got into the, the red zone and then they'd play some wee... Darrenton Evans. Some wee Tinker some wee tinker guy to, to steal all the receptions and I think he scored a touchdown. He I did. don't know. That... I was so confused.
1: I got it was a times. I got um, I got really excited because I picked him up in the in the rookie draft of sleeper this year and like the very last pick of the draft for us. And um, he's been on my taxi squad since because he was an IR. I got excited because I've never seen him play before. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, yeah. I've got him.
2: So um, yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you, you Darrington Evans,
1: you for making me excited and helping me to win my matchup. Can I also just point out,
0: though, Mikey, that Derek Henry still did have 147 yards in the Aye. touchdown. It's not as if he it's, had a
1: bad week. It's not as if you stole things off him. Um,
2: Again, that's uh, similar to Darren Waller. That is a poor week by his.
1: <laughs> Aye, um, stole in the park for the Titans. Really, I know it was. It looked tight at times, and and it was a bit closer than maybe folk anticipated. I don't think they ever really. Um, made things hard for themselves. They, they they got the win looking strong at the top of that division. Obviously the Colts are right up their right up their tails. But I think I think the Titans will win this division. Um Derek Henry, like you say, produced the goods. It's kind of a performance that we've just become accustomed to. Um it doesn't come as much of a shock to see him get circa 150 yards uh, and a touchdown. Um obviously off twenty-four touches so I think uh, we know who the lead back is there, there is no doubt at all. Uh however, I would say probably the standout on offense for for the Titans this week was Corey Corey Evans, no? Corey Davis. I'm reading Darnerton Evans's name underneath that. Uh Corey Evans. Corey. Corey Davis was the standout this week. Um Obviously 110 yards. Oh,
0: sorry, that's just the way that uh,
1: <laughs> I speaking in there. Yeah. Speaking is not my strong point this week. Is it ever your strong uh, point? Corey Davis, the standout, uh, 110 yards, touchdown. He looks as if he's a very, very good second option. For Tannehill. I would
2: say he, like, he is in the... Like, it's a foregone conclusion that Alex Smith is winning it. Mm-hmm. But I'd say that Corey Davis and Big Ben are in the, the conversation for comeback player of the year. I think that Corey Davis, with everything that's happened off the field as well and poor season last season, he's he's very much stepped into this offence. Uh and they've just got weapons all over the place for the Titans.
1: Um obviously to go into the the Lions side of the ball, kind of bit of an issue at quarterback, Stafford ended up going out again, Chase Daniel came in. Um through an interception so that wasn't exactly ideal but until that point I actually think Matt Stafford had played alright. 22 from 32 for 250 yards and a touchdown. Um, Marvin Jones 112 yards a touchdown uh, looks as if he's quite a good option when um, Kenny is not involved so they would enjoy that but uh, DeAndre Swift back with a bit of a bang. 67 yards rushing, two touchdowns, a couple of receptions as well. Um, I think they just need to try and keep him fit because he looks as if he's very much taken that running back one role from Adrian Peterson. Uh, two people at the total opposite ends of their career in the NFL. I think it'll be good, like we've said before, to to have Peterson there as a, as a mentor almost for, for DeAndre Swift. Yes, I um, agree with you. But... Despite saying all those things, it was the Ryan Tannehill show, for sure. 21 of 27, 273 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, two rushing touchdowns. The guy was absolutely everywhere. He was involved in everything that the Titans did well. Um, I know we've said it before, but he's such such a good asset for the Titans. He's one of the most consistently good quarterbacks in this league.
0: Yes, I agree. I think uh, the only proof you need that Adam Gase is very bad as a head coach is the fact that when Gase was a head coach in Miami, Tannehill was rubbish and now that Tannehill doesn't have Gase as coach, he is performing like he is just now and that is, yep. I think, testament to perhaps some people who say that maybe Sam Donald's rubbish. Maybe if you give him a good head coach, maybe he's not going to be rubbish in, in New York.
2: Um, but we'll see. we'll see what happens. Fun. Sorry, one thing I also want to say just about this game is I don't think Matthew Stafford gets enough credit, not just his playing ability, just his, his toughness and they honestly I know like the lines have been pretty much nothing for a long time, but put a statue of Matthew Stafford outside this stadium. Honestly, this guy had a serious injury and played through it this week. Um, showed just crazy toughness and he was interviewed on it and he said, Why wouldn't I play? He was like, These guys Bust our tails off every week to try and make the team and play playing games, and I should be doing the exact same. That the guy is the definition of a, a true leader and one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league. I, I thought it was a tough tough matchup as well. Obviously playing against the the Titans, who are rolling at the moment. But yeah, I don't think Matthew Stafford gets as much credit as he deserves in this league.
0: No, I agree. I think he's a really good quarterback, and if he just had a better kind of a coaching setup around him, I think they would compete. In that NFC North, but again, as a Packers fan, I'm more than happy that they are not competing hmm. there. Kai, uh, you mentioned obviously you think Tennessee will win this division. Another team who are in with a shout of winning this division, Mikey was having a look at. Uh, it was the Houston Texans. Oh no, no, sorry, it's uh, the other team, uh, the the Indianapolis the Colts. The Jacks. Oh, the Jacks. Sorry, yeah, uh, the, the Indianapolis oh, the Colts. Colts. Yes, exactly. I don't know who out of us quite likes the Colts, um, but the, the the Colts at home to the Texans. The Colts won twenty seven points to twenty. And I just like looking at the statistics when I look at my boy uh Jonathan Taylor, uh, eighty-three rushing yards and a touchdown there for him. And uh yeah. See when they make him uh, run the ball, they're quite good, aren't they, Mikey?
2: Sorry, were you were you doing this game or was that? No 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 I just
0: game? I just say that every week don't I? Jonathan so Taylor. Jonathan,
2: Jonathan Taylor had eighty three yards and a touchdown guys, just in case I <laughs> <Adam> didn't already <laughs> step on that thing. I wouldn't have even said that though I've not got many notes on this. It's the second time in three weeks these two have played each other and it's the second time in three weeks that it was a one possession score and the Texans forced a turnover or no sorry the Colts forced a turnover on the Texans Um so these both these games could have went very different ways for the Colts but I think the only reason the the Texans were in with a shout in both of these games is Deshaun Watson no other rhyme or reason to it he is playing at honestly one of the highest levels I've ever seen him play it's just the overall quality of the team is bringing him down at the moment. Um, he's making plays that I've never seen him make before. I thought he was unbelievable. Um, but the Colts doing what a good playoff team should do, and that is kind of cement the win on one-possession games because of their defensive unit. Um, Darius Leonard made made an unbelievable play to win the game for the Colts. Um, one thing that I think this is the biggest omission from the Pro Bowl, and that's DeForest Buckner, yep. not in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Probably along with um Darius Leonard, probably the two best defensive players on the Colts. And DeForest Buckner not making the Pro Bowl, I just think is absolutely criminal. I feel for him because he is an unbelievable player for that team and one of the main reasons that they're doing so well this season. Definitely
0: has made a huge difference to that D line since coming over, and that's why that's one certainly a major reason why the Colts defence is so good this year. Uh definitely. Is I think um
1: Do you think the Texans miss having uh, Will Fuller?
2: Yes. I think they miss having De'Andre Hopkins.
1: I mean, yeah, so off the back of what happened (laughs) to De'Andre Hopkins.
2: Because that was another thing as well. To then have Will Will Fuller. fuller. Complimented De'Andre Hopkins as well. Yeah. So not only are you shipping off De'Andre Hopkins, you're also taking away that you've got obviously people focusing on the wide receiver one and, and it made Will Fuller such a deep threat last season. It was a joy to watch, but and obviously now, just he's got he was he playing well as a wide receiver, one, credit to yeah. him. But yeah, the it's um it's a weird situation because if you put just those two players in this team, they're a playoff contender.
1: Oh, aye, That's aye. how good
2: Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins are, hundred percent. And when you've got when you've got one of the best quarterbacks in the league thrown to them as well, and I would have liked to have seen. I know it was it was obviously part of the Hopkins trade, but I quite would have liked to have seen David Johnson in that offense with. DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller yeah. That's, I know that would never have happened because it was part of the Hopkins trade But and I know David Johnson's a bit older now but um, I think if, if your passing game is so elite at that level you're going to make holes for David Johnson and I, I think that would have been very interesting to watch
0: I mean David Johnson in the receiving game in this game had <laughs> Eleven targets, eleven receptions, and 106 yards, and was the leading receiver. Kind of going back to the days where he was even your Hopkins. Yeah, where where, where, where he was winning people' fancy matchups back in the day when he he was uh, over a thousand both both sides of the ball. But but yeah, Um, Mikey. We were just talking about DeAndre Hopkins there, and you were also looking... I knew, I knew this was going to be a <laughs> I was, saw it coming. The mail you off, were man. looking at DeAndre Hopkins' new team. They were playing against Kai's Philadelphia Eagles, and Kai doesn't get to talk about the Eagles this week, because you get to... I so... actually don't, I don't have a lot to say about so them so say as well. Just, all, say know. all you want to say, Mikey, even if it's nothing.
2: Um, I will I will give credit to the Eagles. I thought they made a very good game of this. I think this was one of the best games of the week. Um... I said, I don't know if I said it before Jalen Hutch's debut or just after, um, after he won against the Saints. I, as much as I love him and I love watching him in college, I'm not completely sold on him as an NFL quarterback. I think some of his decision-making and he, he fumbled, he, a few of his fumbles, that's that's fine, he's a rookie. Do you know what I mean? That These things happen. Everybody does it as a rookie. I just hope that this run of games as a starting quarterback is is going to be the the perfect balance for him to move into a full season as a starting quarterback if that be the case for well, the eagles uh, that going um, to be the case. yeah well i think that's a pretty much a foregone conclusion just now um obviously they're still kind of playing the Carson Wentz game is, oh, we'll announce who's going to start each week and they've announced, they've announced Hurts again. So think, I think um, they're just doing that as more of a morale booster for Carson Wentz yeah, than anything else. Doug Pearson this week but, when he um, asked,
1: just outright said he was like, obviously, he's my starter. So I think yeah. the, the, so, the attitude's changed.
2: But the I think he showed that his ceiling's very high and it was another good performance against a, a tough team. Um, I just, I'd like to see a little more from him. But I know I feel that I'm being very harsh right, on I think you are that. being harsh
1: on him considering he had three touchdowns, no interceptions, three hundred and forty yards passing, sixty-three yards rushing and a rushing touchdown. Like but
2: he's also and he's fumbled what, three times and three times. He didn't lose any of them though. As a starter.
1: He didn't lose any of the fumbles. Well, we were all recovered. The... Look at how defensive
2: he's getting. No, but the I'm Eagles. I'm just saying like, a, if, like if you put, I'm those, say, if am you put... I talking about the
1: Eagles or are you? I'm, I'm talking about them now.
2: Who got the game? Who got the game? <laughs> I'm just saying, All I'm saying if you is put those
1: stats on Aaron Rodgers, you rant and rave about him.
2: But that's because Aaron Rodgers is in his like, 16th year. I'm saying exactly because so. he's such a rookie, because he's a rookie, these are the decisions that can make or break a break quarterback because Dwayne Haskins was doing it in his debut season and look at him now. Like, But Kyler Murray was also doing it and look at him now. This is, the thing, this is the thing I'm mentioning. This is what I'm trying to get at is that he is now, until the end of the season, going to get to that point where the path can go one of two ways and obviously it can for any player, but I really hope he becomes a good quarterback because I loved him in college, but it's, it's little things. And obviously the, the, the Eagles I know have had their injury problems on the row line and things like that. So, um, I, I hope he I hope he turns good. And I'm not saying he hasn't been good. He's been great, but I just hope to see those little mistakes because as a rookie, those mistakes can really do a lot to your your confidence. And we've seen it with quarterbacks over the years that they can end up kind of floundering into nothing and I really hope, I do really hope that's not the case for Jalen Hurts but DeAndre Hopkins is relatively good at catching balls. He's
0: alright at it, isn't he?
2: He is okay. I mean, it's it's his main job so you would like to think that he, he is good at doing that. Um, just getting the stats up here. 11 targets, 9 receptions, 169 yards and a touchdown and obviously there was that um, highlight play that he made. I, I just think I would have been worried about Kyler Murray this this season if they hadn't made this Hopkins trade. I really would have. I know you've got what Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, and Andy Isabella. The I, you've seen as I'm as I'm talking about with Jalen Hurts that Kyler was making similar mistakes as a as a rookie. Um, so just imagine the Eagles do a trade like that next season and manage to bring in a, a very very good wide receiver. What that's going to do for Jalen Hurts? So. That's I think Eagles fans on their Christmas list this year. You're probably looking for a wide receiver more than anything else. Or
1: looking for a good team doctor so that the ones we've got don't <laughs> keep getting injured.
2: <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, uh, um, I think
1: I think Jalen Rieger's is probably starting to show that he's he's capable of being a good wide receiver. He's not a, an elite wide receiver by any matter of means, and I don't think he will be anytime soon. But I think he's a, he's definitely starting to kind of play into it a wee bit.
2: Um, one thing that Jalen Rieger is not is a good running back. Aye.
0: No, one, no, he's not.
2: One for, min- for minus 10 yards. Unless he was taking a massive knee at the end of the game, then I, think, I don't um, really know what happened. I, th- I think it was like a... An,
1: is it called an end-around end, end around or something an like an that? End, or a jersey or something? And basically, as soon as he got the ball, he noticed there was two or three D-linemen rushing at him, so he started running backwards instead of just taking the hit and ended up miles back. Um, but However, I have a feeling... Now, oh, I may very well be wrong here. Um, I think that was in the set of downs that we ended up scoring a touchdown on fourth and long. On, I think that was the one that um, hurts through it to the. Court. So you're trying to say it was deliberate. So maybe he's just doing it so that we're in a really vulnerable position, and then
2: they were playing. They hard. were playing chess while the Cardinals were playing checkers. Aye. What we'll do is we'll we'll, we'll lose ten yards so that we can throw it ten yards. <laughs> further. That's like Aye. that was Strain, the game plan. Sprain. but yeah, I, the. I wasn't. I wasn't knocking Jalen uh, Hurts. He better not I just, have been. <laughs> I just think that um, it's a very crucial scenario for him because if he's picking up wins uh, in the run into the end of the season, where the season's pretty much yes, you can still win the division title and make the playoffs. But um, it wouldn't be a surprise if he didn't. The I think he needs to realize. I hope he doesn't win a couple of games and go into next season thinking he's invincible because yeah. he'll get found out. That that's the big problem, and that might be when he starts throwing lots of interceptions and making silly mistakes that some second-year quarterbacks do. So I hope that's not the case for him because, as I've said many times, loved them in college.
1: I think you've managed to take away from the fact that I wasn't going to talk about the Eagles much and you've spoke about them for ages. Well, you see a nice neutral perspective. I don't I mind think.
2: speaking about them, no? <laughs> I just can't stop. eye listening. Honestly, oh, over the, Eagles, Eagles, <laughs> the Eagles, the Eagles, the Eagles.
1: The only thing I would say is we have two favorable matchups in the two weeks to come. Um, in terms of rushing, so the, that? the Cowboys and, the, the, and Washington. So I suppose Washington will be a tough game, obviously leading the division and probably having quite a good defence. Oh.
2: Do you honestly think that you can make the playoffs?
1: No, I don't think we will. Um, I think even if we win those two games, we still, we still won't. Who do you think is going to win this division? I think... Washington. Um, obviously, I've not got schedules at hand, but I can probably see Washington winning it because I think if Washington win this week coming. Um,
2: plus the Ravens have the
1: Giants as well so Giants lose Washington are going to beat you last day of the season (laughs) if we beat the Cowboys this week, Washington win I think mathematically we can't, even if we beat them last game of the season I don't think we can better the record double check uh, you're you're
0: 4-9-1 just now, the Eagles are and the, the uh, excuse me the the Washington football team are six and eight, so you yeah. So to... if
1: they win this week and we win this week, right. we are out of contention for winning the division. But and obviously we're not getting a wild card spot. So yeah, <laughs> I think if if Washington win this week, um, the the last game of the season is just a, a pride thing. But I think that could potentially work in working Jalen Hurts' favor. Um, but yeah, obviously going into going into Dallas week. It's so, a big weight on his shoulders. Um, Obviously, the last game against Dallas, Carson Wentz didn't exactly cover himself in glory. So but I, I, I would like to see Jalen Hurts kind of ball out again because I think he did it well last week.
0: Right. Um, two questions, and I want one-word answers from the both of you before we move on. The Arizona Cardinals are now 8-6. and six. Uh, They play against the 49ers and the Rams in the last two games of the season. Uh, Are they confirmed in the playoffs? The Bears are closest at 7-7. Seven and seven.
2: Um no. No? Mikey? I want to use two words just to be an idiot. Yes. <laughs> yes. I personally I yes, think yes. I think yes,
0: yes. I think they'll get a win I don't the, think the, the
2: Bears are not making the playoffs.
0: No. Uh if Arizona win one of those games they go nine wins and I don't think Bears are gonna win the two games. Even though they'll play against the Jags uh this week, I don't think the Bears will uh do enough to. Get oh, sorry, the, sorry. The I'm thinking
1: of it as as a like winning the division scenario. Sorry, no. yeah. I think they'll probably get a wild card. Yeah. yeah. So we think that the the wild
0: card teams are
1: at the moment the Rams,
0: Bucks, and Cardinals. But certainly from those teams, they're all getting in the playoffs. That's
2: the three. Yeah. Yeah. That's the three. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the Vikings were going to put the Cardinals to it a few weeks ago, but. A few key losses to the Bucks and the and the Bears for them.
0: And my second question is regarding Carson Wentz. I have a little narrative, and I'll let you. Is he good? No. No, no that's not the question I was going to ask. My <laughs> my here is my uh, Adams story time. I don't have a drop for it. I need to have a wee drop for it. Carson Wentz Imagine had his Italy. had his best season uh, under Frank Reich as the offensive coordinator for the Eagles.
1: Yeah.
0: Reich obviously is now at the Colts. The Colts have Philip Rivers, yes. who is quite old on a short contract. Do, does Wentz go to the Colts? Yes. Hopefully. I mean, I think that'd be a good sign. Yes. And I know I don't know if they're able to afford that. I'm not quite sure what the cap situation is, but
2: This is what we spoke in a previous podcast is that I think they got a one year deal for for Philip Rivers for twenty odd million and Carson Wentz, they could have if they'd waited a year and waited till this off season, they could have got him for twenty five million. So if you'd said beforehand, by the way, you can have Philip Rivers for a season uh, you can, or you can wait a year and get Carson Wentz. 99% of the population would have said Carson Wentz, especially with the Frank Wright connection.
1: I think this is what's so exciting about the off season in the NFL is that you end up with a massive like quarterback merry-go-round. And if one goes there, then the other one goes he- and things will I, change. I think, it's, I think it's going to be fun this off season. I think this off season might be one of the most fun, but yes. And and I say I say hopefully about Carson Wentz going there because actually as much as he's not been very good this season for the Eagles, and I've I've probably hounded him up too much at times. Um, I actually really like the guy. I, he's not. I don't think he's done anything wrong, in, in people's eyes to deserve um, been been painted as a bad guy. Um, so I would like to see him do well again. I just don't think being at the Eagles is the best place for it.
2: Speaking of the uh, merry-go-round, which will link you, Adam, nicely into the next game, the circle of parity for 2020 was completed with the next game result, which means that one team beat another team, who beat another team, who beat another team, all the way around until the last team beat the first team. All oh, right. right. that okay. makes sense?
0: Yes, yeah, I understand that. So yeah.
2: I, won't, I won't run through them all. So like the Rams beat the Patriots, who beat the Dolphins, who beat the Chargers, who beat the Raiders, who beat the Chiefs, all the way around to at the end, Steelers, who beat the Eagles, who beat the Saints who beat the 49ers who beat the Jets so the Jets are at the end of this circle and the Rams are at the start and I am saying that the circle of parity was completed this weekend
0: yes because of the the Jets ruining their chances to get Trevor Lawrence by winning 23 points to 20 we've hinted at it all podcast, Mikey you're looking at this game as well tell us about this whole situation uh, regarding the number one pick
2: is this the biggest storyline of the NFL season?
0: I think it is the biggest storyline of the season, to be honest. How how the New York Jets can't even tank properly to get the the yeah. biggest generational quarterback.
2: I I know you're not a, an Avengers fan, Adam, but um, I know Kai is. There was a, a, obviously a, a couple of pictures doing the ends on social media of Thanos and Gamora. And Gamora says to him, did you win? And he says, yes. And he says, she says, what did it cost? And Tano says, everything. <laughs> that is the Jets situation right now. They've beat the Rams, but at what cost? And I'm not just talking, like, this is what I've got on my notes here. This isn't just, and this is no disrespect to these three players that I'm mentioning. This isn't Miles Garrett with the number one pick. This isn't Kyla Murray or Joe Burrow with the number one pick, who are franchise players. This is Trevor Lawrence, the biggest college prospect of all time I would say maybe besides Peyton Manning. Honestly. This guy is a franchise changer. He is a bona fide leader. He's a bona fide winner. I think until LSU lost to sorry to Clemson lost to maybe LSU in the semi-finals or the final of the, the college football uh, playoffs in the national championship. I think Trevor Lawrence was undefeated in his three or four years at high school in his two years up until that loss at college.
0: I think he's only lost three games total in high school and college in his whole
3: career.
2: Yeah. The guy is a winner. And this, it's not just the fact that the Jets are, because now obviously the Jags are going to get the number one pick due to strength of schedule, even if they both finish with the same record. This isn't just the number one pick. It's obviously the Trevor Lawrence pick. This isn't just the Trevor Lawrence pick. They're obviously going to be looking for a a new head coach uh, in the off-season. If you go to head coaches and say, by the way, here's what we have planned, Jets head coach positions is available. And you also have the number one pick in Trevor Lawrence compared to, listen, we've got the second pick in the draft and you, we want you to be the head coach. A lot of, a lot of coaches aren't going to want to take that job at the Jets with what's been going on the last couple of years if Trevor Lawrence isn't going to be there. There's no chance, not a chance at all. You're going to have 10 times as many suitors for the Jets if Trevor Lawrence is in play. And probably even now for the Jags, if they're going to look... I don't know if Doug Marone's going to stay there or what. So the, it's their biggest loss of the season and their first win of the season. It's ridiculous. Um, and the one thing that, that I've got down is the Jets team. They're not going to... like Players like Sam Darnold, Bryce Hall, who got an interception, and Williams, Marcus, Marcus May, who was a 2017 second-round pick who broke up the pass on fourth down so that they could get victory formation. These players aren't going to think, oh, the Jets want to tank this season because they're going to bring in our replacements. So I'll, I'll do. I'll, I'll lose these games for them, even though I'm probably not going to be here next year. They are fighting for a job on another team. Yeah. So they, they don't care about the results. They don't care that the Jets... Sam Darnold doesn't care that the Jets are going to get the number one pick for Trevor Lawrence. Do you know what I mean? That it's So I've got to credit those guys. Frank Gore rolling back the years. Sam Darnold played really well. Just. Just a crazy situation that they've won their first game, and they have lost not only the first round pick, uh, first pick of the draft, but probably one of, if not the best college prospect of all time. And um, to flip that coin, the Rams lost, and they were embarrassed in their own stadium. I think they've they've came out winners in this because if they'd won that game. They would have probably played... If the season was 10 today and they'd won that game on Sunday, they would have played the Bucks in the playoffs, which is a very tough game. Now, they're probably going to play the winner of the NFC East, which, let's face it, yes, they're a good team. Like, Washington it looks to be a decent team now, so it's now, but you would rather play the winner of the NFC East than Tom Brady in the playoffs. So, it's weird. One team won the game, but lost. The other team lost, but probably gained an advantage in the playoffs, in a way. So, just... Madness. We were all speechless on Sunday with a win. Just a crazy situation and, as we're saying, probably the biggest storyline in the NFL this year.
0: Just quickly touching on the Rams. They play against the Seahawks at Seattle this week and if I was a betting man, which I am, so I may bet, uh, they, uh, I would put <laughs> a lot of money on the Rams to win that game because they are going to have the toughest week of training they will have ever had this week after that loss.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And they are gonna come out
0: and and they are gonna play their socks off. And this could be an embarrassing defeat for the Seahawks, depending
1: how how to do it. I don't think the Seahawks have especially this week obviously I touched on it earlier. I don't think the Seahawks were that great uh, uh, to win that game and that was against a Washington team who they probably have a better defence than they do an offence right now, so they were never really up against it in, in terms of points scored against them, but if they come up against this Rams offence on a coming off a week where they've been totally, totally embarrassed, like you say, I would be backing the over. Yes, I think so. But for the Rams alone. Yeah.
2: <laughs> One question. What's funny is um, I popped this in the group, uh, our group chat, so after every podcast, obviously, Adam's the the brains behind the 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 whole well, I don't know he the brains anyway, a too much
1: credits and he's the brains behind it
2: the, the brains behind the operation um and when he puts it up on spotify and other things like that he puts a little um blurb about the the episode his last uh, last week was something something was the game of the season so far in monday night football the jets look certain to be getting the number 1 pick and the guys are very high on the LA Rams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just bad uh... how one week can change everything. And one week we had Seahawks in the Super Bowl, the next week we didn't. Like, Is that indicative
1: just... of how fast the NFL changes or how poor we are at pick, picking things?
2: Uh, 80% the first thing, 20% the
1: other. <laughs> this, I'm just playing this music for my...
0: Uh... My career, possibly, of uh, of writing descriptions for our podcast, and maybe our whole career as a podcast, because whatever we, we say is just wrong. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah. So what you do, what play you, to the Jags, What you don't actually know because... is that um, b- before that game, Adam Gase got that blurb up um, and showed it to the Jets team in the locker room. The locker room. <laughs> <laughs> We're that influential. Listen, this guy. This guy this says guy who... we are destined for the number one pick. Go and prove him yeah, wrong.
2: 39th ranked NFL podcast on Spotify. I've <laughs> seen this about you guys. Go out and show him wrong. Yeah, that's what All, all the players that, no, looking at, looking at them, like, who,
1: who the hell? Who, who are these who the Scottish are these guys? 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 What do they <laughs> know about? <laughs> the, the,
2: the Pizza Hut podcast. What is this? What is
0: for? <laughs> I have one question yeah, regarding this number one pick. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence. We, we assume, I'd be surprised if he wasn't, but we assume he will be the number one pick in the draft. Is he more suited to Jacksonville than he is New York, though? He obviously is currently, you know, kind of southern quarterback to play in the south in Jacksonville in that market. The market in New York is a lot more kind of media, a lot more attention up there. So is is it maybe better for Lawrence to actually be in Jacksonville than it is in the Jets?
2: This is another thing that I've seen is that the whole you've won, but at what cost for the Jets? Like. Is Trevor Lawrence going to be sitting on his couch, happy that he's moving from potentially the Jets to the Jags? 100%. Like, seriously? Like, but yeah, yes, you might say yeah that, but both teams are in drastic need of more than just. I know it could be a franchise changer, but and people want to play with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, yeah, uh, to your point, Adam, like the. In terms of how he has been in college, in terms of the market in Florida and New York, I think he would be more suited for the Jets in that way. But in terms of him having a good career, I would say probably the Jags. But one thing I love is the fact that the, the Giants are in the NFC and the Jets are in the AFC. I would love one day for there to be a New York Super Bowl. I would love that. I think that would be a really cool thing to do. This is never going to happen. I'm going
0: to say the way they're yeah. playing. <laughs> <yeah. Trevor
2: laughs> so, but yeah, like, Trevor Lawrence goes to a team and free agents are going to think, listen, I want to go play with him. I want to go turn this franchise around and be one of the main reasons that it's happening.
0: Yes, I, I, so yeah, that was your one word answer. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) Nice, nice short one word answer. Let's quickly jump on to the next game because we talked about the Jets who are one of the worst teams in the league. And I was watching a game that had two of the best teams in the league, at least by records. It was the Kansas city chiefs uh, at the new Orleans saints. Kansas city won the game 32 points to 29 points. That's now six straight games the Chiefs have won by less than a touchdown. Uh, and my question is: Is that something to worry about? Does that mean that they're just you no know, good, or does it mean that they're actually struggling and scraping past the games? Um, I-, I was thinking about this myself, and to be honest, I'm I'm not sure. I'd, I know the Chiefs have got a very good record, but I'm actually maybe slightly slightly worried for them. That the fact that they have such close games and games that when you look at the way this game went, Breeze didn't complete a pass in what his first five pass attempts, which is the first time ever in his career, his worst ever start to a game, and uh, and the Chiefs are. This game was close, when it shouldn't really have been close, in my opinion. Looking at it, and and I'm slightly worried. I know it's a strange thing to say about the Super Bowl champions and and clear leaders in the in the AFC, but
1: yeah. I'm I'm slightly worried about it. What do you think, Kai? I I think. I mean it's it's kinda of hard to say worried if, if you're coming from a, a chief perspective. Um I think it will probably be playing playing on their mind a wee bit. Um because like you say, I don't think the Saints played that well. Alvin Kamara, you know, 54 yards, not not really a lot. Um obviously no Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders only had 76 yards, like it was all like bit part players. Drew Brees coming off the back of 11 broken ribs. They're playing against like a banged up kind of glued together Saints team, um, and they they obviously run them close. I think to kind of go back to your earlier point of of the Bills going up against the the Chiefs. If the Bills play like they play on a good day, i.e. the last couple of weeks, and the Chiefs play like they've just played there, I I think the Bills would run away with it. I think the Bills would would cause them serious serious yep, problems. totally agree. But and <laughs> saying that, I still think that there's there's little to worry about uh, as a Chiefs fan. Yeah,
0: yes, I agree. I'll let you clear your throat, Kai. I'll take over here. I was uh, going to say... I, I was like,
2: tailing <laughs> off towards
0: <laughs> the end there. I thought. S- I didn't think I was s- going to finish s- the sentence. It sounded like you were dying slightly there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just the yeah, life I'm easing out I'm
2: more. I'm more surprised, surprise on the, the opposite side of the spectrum than Kai. Um, we don't agree on that see if I'd said Um, there was lots
1: to worry about there for the Chiefs Mikey would have said ah there's nothing to worry about that's
2: fine I might might not even be listening to you there because I I, I don't think the Chiefs have much to worry about and I also think weirdly the Saints didn't play too bad all things considered in this game I think the yes you were up against the Chiefs and Breeze was coming back from the injury but I thought the the defensive side did as well as they could against that Chiefs offence I think Kelsey was kept quiet, there was a a few plays which, I mean, Cameron Jordan deciding to throw a punch in the middle of a play was just absolutely (laughs) ridiculous that got him ejected. Um, Usually they do like the little hand motions like to get by a player, but he just thought, nah, I'm just going to swing for the fences and try and knock this guy's helmet (laughs) off his head. Um, But yeah, I, I don't think this, I think the Chiefs are kind of on autopilot just now until the playoffs. And I think we're gonna see a completely different team in the playoffs. Do you not
0: think that's a bit worrying though, if you're on autopilot, you kinda of lose a bit of momentum and you've got a chance of being kind Possibly. of found out? Just just kinda of- I
2: think with any other team in NFL history, yes. I think this team, this offensive unit with Tyreek and Kelsey and C H and LeVeon Bell, I know CH might be doubtful, but he might be available for the playoffs, but and then you've got um other wide receivers in the team who are when called upon. I mean, I can't remember who was it that made that catch in the end zone with the the toe drag swag as they call it. Um, it was just. It can be worrying, looking at it from maybe even a Chiefs fan point of view, that they are an autopilot before the playoffs, and we've seen it in last year's playoff. They they got off to slow starts in the playoffs, three comeback wins on the way to the Super Bowl, and maybe including the Super Bowl actually. So they were
1: they were but, behind but quite be... a few times in the Super Bowl as well, yeah
2: so it could be could be a worry because we've seen what can happen but you can also see what Patrick Mahomes can do and what the rest of that team can do so I, i'm not too worried about it but as we've said the bills i would love to see a bills chiefs game in the playoffs
0: yeah i think i think we will see that i think i think they're probably at the moment we'll get onto in the next couple of games uh, they're probably the the two best afc teams at the moment i would say the chiefs and the bells. So,
2: sorry, it was um, Miko Hardman who had that crazy catch in the end. Yes, uh
1: huh, yeah. That, I, I don't think they originally called that a catch, did they? they no, no, they, no,
2: but they reviewed it, and he was he was in by a mile as all well. Right. But yeah, as Miko Hardman, um, Sammy Watkins, just just really good players all over the field, playmakers.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I can't, that was my game and I really don't have much else to say on that Kansas City. Did see, for,
1: for all the build-up to it, I actually think it was that good a game. No,
0: even though there was a lot of points, I'll be honest, it wasn't hugely exciting to watch. There was a lot of three and outs and it was yeah. not fun. You know another game that was on prime time television, which was uh, Cleveland at the, the New York Giants? I, which, that
1: was a weak link, that. Well, I, well
0: I was, my link was going to be at a game that was also not very fun to watch. It uh, was... was <laughs> Cleveland did finish, New, New York Giants. Christmas Eve. Uh, Twenty points to 6, Cleveland won that game. <laughs> I'm just looking at the, the 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 play description for the scoring plays. <laughs> you had your, goodness me. This was I, I would have hated to stay up to watch this. I watched the highlights after. I didn't stay up late because, as I'm sure we've mentioned, uh, they're on at like one o'clock in the morning our time. But the, you had a, a, just a field goal in the first half. And you know, a couple of touchdowns in the second, sorry, in the first quarter, a couple of touchdowns in the second quarter, and then just nothing in the third quarter, and a couple of scoring plays in the. That's just
1: boring, isn't it? The, the, Especially when the touchdowns the are all from one or two yards away. As as if someone's throwing a big bomb for a touchdown. Aye, the Browns were expected to win. it and they did. A,
2: there was a talking point that that me and Kai were laughing about. <laughs> um, obviously, Kai had Jarvis Landry in his fantasy lineup who had a relatively okay game but the, the touchdown really that, finished with 19 points and my flex which i'll take yeah um but it was funny because a, a few weeks ago when baker was having these issues before he started playing some of his best football he had a throw in the end zone to a guy maybe 10 yards away and completely missed him i don't know if you remember that adam yes but i do that yes. awful throw so i was watching the highlights on it would have been monday afternoon um, obviously I still had my players to play um, so that the the, the uh, ma- myself and Kai's matchup hadn't been completed yet and I was watching it and I, I was kind of doing other stuff and I seen the Landry touchdown and I was like, Wait, hold on a minute, let me rewind that. So David Njoku was literally six or seven yards in front of Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yep. He could have swung a cat around him and not hit anybody and then he threw the ball over Njoku. I thought he overthrew it at first to Jarvis Landry who was being man-marked right at the back of the end zone and Landry caught it and I was like right first of all what the hell like but I'm so high on Baker and he goes and does that and lets me down like by playing well he throws to Jarvis Landry who Kai has and also the fact that I think it was the fact that he's maybe heard us talking about that throw a few weeks ago and he <laughs> thought Do you know what this podcast keeps getting on my back I'm going to throw a pass that you would not have expected to throw so fair play to him for running." ruining my season. <laughs> <You've> ruined my <laughs> holiday. <laughs> See, to be fair. Yeah, so, but uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> I slagged off Baker quite a lot. I think I have There's several players I slag off a lot, but Baker was one of them. And in the past few weeks, he has done really, really well. And I can't even say this week they had a really strong ground game, and that's what you know set them apart here. Thirty attempts for one hundred six yards. It wasn't that great. You know, Chubb only had fifty yards. Hunt only had
1: you know twenty one.
2: He's winning game.
1: He has winning games for the winner. I'm, I'm impressed.
2: Games, this is because of those running backs.
1: You, um, you really aren't feeling great today, Adam. You've complimented Baker Mayfield and Gardner you know Minshew. It's, in the, it's the Christmas uh, spirit. I don't it's think Christmas-y, we hear that. You know, <laughs> There's uh, something really not uh, right here. I think my Christmas to present to the our, two of those players.
2: Our handful of fans that listen to this who have heard Adam slate these players in the past are going to tune in this week and think, right, hey, hold on, maybe you're just feeling festive, Adam. Maybe exactly. That's
0: what yes, it is. It's It's wee Christmas spirit. That's yeah. all. I'm I drunk. Also, That's what it I is. I'm drunk. Like... I'm already drunk for Christmas. That's it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> too, much, too much eggnog. Um, the, I think uh, we've spoken about this previously. OBJ not being in that team is the best thing for that Browns offense yep, and for Baker Mayfield I think Landry is could be the with the way this offense works. I don't think he could do it in another team. Is a good wide receiver one because of the run game. Yeah. I like. I keep getting this name wrong. Is it People's Drew? Jones, Peoples Jones.
0: Jones. People's Jones.
2: Every week. People's Jones, I'm gonna call him Drew. Drew People's Jones craft call him. Uh and Higgins as well. Um Austin Hooper and Joku. There's there's playmakers there as well. And if Baker keeps playing like this, this is my I wouldn't even play the music because I don't even think it's an outlandish claim, it's just a a claim of sorts. I think the Browns are gonna win the AFC North over the Steelers.
0: <laughs> Make
3: his claim of
1: the <laughs> I think uh, yeah, I think you could be right. Um... If
2: if the Ravens hadn't been swept by the Steelers this year, this is another segment of my claim. If the Raven, if the Ravens hadn't been swept by the Steelers, I think the Steelers would have finished third in their division because the Browns will beat the Jets and Steelers 10 the season. I think and the Steelers will lose to the Colts and the Browns, which means that um, the the Browns would win the division. But then if the Ravens win their two games, the Ravens and the Steelers both end on 11-5 and records. uh, But obviously the head-to-head puts them in second place. So, yep, from what I've seen, and we'll obviously get to this uh, with the next game, the Steelers should be finishing third in that division because I I think if they cross paths with the Browns or the Ravens or other teams in that AFC, they are going to lose.
1: Just to... um kind of come back a wee bit to your point about OBJ uh, I was just curious to, to look and see uh, I can't remember exactly what week it was OBJ went out injured but oh, obviously it was it was a good few weeks ago now um, Jarvis Landry went the first 11 weeks of the season without a touchdown and really didn't have that many great games essentially, especially from a fantasy perspective, I think his highest in any of that time was 15 points since then he's had a 30 point game, a 21 point game, a random nine point game, and then a 20 point game again. He's had a touchdown in three of those four weeks. Like you say, yeah. Jarvis Landry and the Browns are better off without OBG. Do you know a team who could do with yeah. a kind of star receiver like Odell Beckham Jr.? Is... Some guy that can't drop the ball.
0: Well, 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 right. so, so, a, a team who could, who could do with a star wide receiver, Odell Beckham Jr., is the New York Giants, I think. Uh, I don't know if they've ever had him before. But uh, but they could definitely yeah. do... If, if I was a giant in the draft, I'd be drafting a wide receiver. So I think I think they definitely lost that trade by trading away OBJ. I know he didn't want... I think the, he, he didn't want to stay because they were struggling. But
2: The fact that, that OBJ is still perceived as a superstar and an elite wide receiver, which I maybe wouldn't call him anymore. I don't even think I'd maybe have him in my top 10. And he's quite injury-prone of late. But still, you will get a lot of capital in return for OBJ, no matter what a name,
1: I think more than anything, I yeah. think his reputation. What, what
2: you'll get is what I think. What the Browns need to do is ship him off the team for help for Miles Garrett and Co. And I think you could have a really, really big problem in the AFC next year if if they if they if they, if they this is a big if. Obviously, if they get rid of OBJ, and if they do, if they handle this correctly, the Browns could be an, a, a really big force in the AFC.
0: Yes, I agree. Uh, Sean Flynn, I hope you look forward to that. After all your years of heart. <laughs>
2: Um Sean's reasoning for picking the Browns just—I remember we were in the pub once, and he just got into NFL, and this was the season that the Browns finished 0 sixteen, and he was like, "You know what? I'm going to support the Browns because it can't get any worse." And fair play to him, I'll give him that. You've picked most people. I picked the—I started supporting the Packers because of the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl win two thousand eleven, and we haven't won one since. So I mean so um for him to pick the worst team, it's not many people do that, so fair play to him. Yeah, fair play Classic to him. Short move, though.
3: Yeah.
0: And no um, all his hit those nice things he has might come back uh for him and, and help him win our fantasy league this year. You never know. Over. The... no. No, no Kai says no. Uh right, let's move on. We've been talking about fantasy all through this podcast, and that's mainly because of this last game which really threw up uh, uh, again, a spanner in the works in our fantasy league this year when obviously, in case we haven't mentioned it already Kai beat Mikey in the semi-finals Speaking
2: of spanners in the work, is that what you were going to say?
0: No, 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 uh, I was just going to say that I thought that was your link then. I was just saying again that Kai beat you just in case we hadn't mentioned it or not
2: Okay, Um, okay. I think this is been Kai's favourite part of the podcast is like halfway through talking about a game we, we try and figure out what your linking point is going to be Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, my link Like Sometimes uh, we're not
2: even paying attention
0: my link is what Cleveland playing the FC North, and so do these two teams. There you go. That's the link. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, having gone eleven and zero, have now lost three games in a row, losing to the Cincinnati Bengals, twenty-seven points to seventeen. We do on that beat? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, we'll get to that bit Should as well. You on that badge, uh, we will get to that. Um, Pittsburgh. Uh, I mean, I mean, the Bengals scored their first seventeen points on Pittsburgh turnovers. Uh, it was not a good game, I'll be honest, at all. Uh, Ryan Finley, the, the quarterback for the Bengals, had 89 total passing yards and uh, as a team they had uh, 152 rushing yards. For the Steelers they had 86 rushing yards and Big Ben only had 170 passing yards. Um, I, I don't know what to say apart from the fact that I think Big Ben is, is done. I think I, I mentioned this right at the start. I think I said this, what, maybe halfway into the season, I said the Steelers are not a good football team. And somehow they were unbeaten. I thought this could yep. be the worst unbeaten team we've ever seen. And I think, I think that's... I, you been,
1: obviously mentioned Big Ben as Yeah, well, yes. I think that's
0: been proven here. Ben, the, the whole point of this offence is that like the running game is struggling. I know I know that Ben still got 84 yards in this game, but without Connor, they're really struggling. And Ben was having to play the kind of accurate passes you know because they were really like in a pass first team he was they were they were passing the ball very quickly from the snap i think most of the passes were within two seconds of the snap and stuff and ben is just i don't know what's happened to him he's just not i mean i know they had a lot of drops. yeah they had a lot of drops which is a problem but now he's just missing passes some of the passes were nowhere near i think kai you mentioned when watching the game that like the interception was
1: just the interception he threw was bizarre yeah it's I'll be honest. Small if if, you if on, you'd, small if you'd, if you'd like, cut the frame of the video and just taken him out of it, the way everyone was set up and where the ball ended up, you would have thought Ryan Finlay threw the pass. Yeah, that was a great pass straight to the DB. I know it was. I, I'll be honest. I don't think they win a
0: playoff game. I know they're in the playoffs, but I don't think they'll they win a playoff game. If, aye, I if you, I see if you look at the, the
1: strength.
2: The
1: what? Oh, sorry, I didn't hear what you said there, Mikey. <laughs>
2: Just if the Dolphins were to make the playoffs and were to play the Steelers, I don't, I don't think the Steelers would win.
1: There's no.
2: not one team nah. in the AFC that, in, that's what in I mean the, 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 the,
1: the, the strength of that AFC as as what will kill the the Steelers. I think they just they don't look like winning against anyone, as you can see by getting beat by the the third worst team in the NFL at the moment. Um, but they certainly won't be winning a game against <clears throat> the likes of the Colts, the Titans the Chiefs. The Dolphins, like the, the Ravens, and the, the Browns, Dolphins, whoever. Aye. You could, you could probably pick 90% of that AFC and, and I think they would beat them. Yeah. um, This was very,
0: very bad for them. Um, Do you have anything you want to say about the game, Mikey? I had a huge influence on your fantasy football matchup this week.
2: I think either way it would have, because my big decision was obviously I had the Steelers D playing and it was either Claypool or Higgins, and that was what I really struggled with this week: was who to play. I'm so glad I started T Higgins. I'm so glad Claypool didn't have the points that would have got me over the line. I don't think I could have lived with myself if I'd done that. Yeah. So, silver linings and all that crap. Um, I've got a lot of rookies in my team. I think that was my my issue: Justin Jefferson, uh, Higgins, Claypool. Um, but I was I was beaten by the better man on the week. And I give credit to Kai. I have um, to say,
1: going into this game, uh, even though I was 15 points ahead, I wasn't confident. I thought Mickey would have probably got the points, especially from a Steelers D a, that are like, ranked one, first.
2: Yeah, but there's there's one thing, uh, another stat. I know we all love a stat here. We love a stat with we the do. nine win. Yeah, with the nine win Rams and the 11 win Steelers getting respectively shocked by the zero win Jets and the two win Bengals. We just witnessed the first time in NFL history where two teams lost to opponents with at least nine fewer wins in the same week of a season. So That's a two huge upsets on the same week.
0: How much of that do you think is to do with how weird this season is with COVID and all that that happens?
2: Massively. There's so many different things that I, I mentioned to you, Adam, before the podcast. There was a Aaron Rodgers interview recently and he got asked to speak about the Panthers and he said, I don't know how they've done it this year with a new head coach and a new system just doing virtual meetings. He said that he struggled enough in Matt Lafleur's first year before COVID was a thing, uh, being in the, in meetings with people. So to be able so for teams that you may think are middle of the road just now in first, first year offences, deserve huge credit for what they're doing during all these times that we're in just now.
0: Right, here is uh, Adam's hypothesis again. Uh, story time with Adam. So the, the Steelers, obviously, they beat the Ravens in that game that had been moved about a lot and ended up playing on a Wednesday and they won 19-14 in that game. And since then, they've lost every game. Obviously, a Wednesday game is not a normal thing for an NFT, NFL team to have to do and then, obviously, they played on Monday, uh, the, the game after that, against Washington and lost. They then lost to Buffalo, who, to be fair, are a better team than them and the Bengals, who would have thought they would have beaten. Do you think they're just kind of... With it all kind of being out of line and all that, like are they just struggling since then and they need to try and get some rhythm back into, maybe training or, or what?
1: I think most NFL teams the... are used to playing at least one Sunday every now and again. So to go from them, probably having played quite a few Sunday games this season to obviously, like you say, play the Wednesday and then they've played a Monday every, every game since then, I think. Yeah, they were um, Sunday against the Bills. Sorry, Sunday against the Bills. So aye, it's a bit it's about all over the shop. Um you know what old folk are like, people at Big Ben, he's probably got a schedule for the week and he gets himself into a routine, so you put his routine out, he's done. Um
2: probably mistaken his his, his pounds and that he's, like he's, on a Wednesday.
1: It, it, everything's all over the shop. He he's just all over the shop. He needs a he needs a reset. Um aye, I just I, I, th- I think the Steelers had overachieved being um Having, what, were they 11-0 all, before yeah. they, they lost their first game? Ways. Um, I think they'd overachieved getting to 11-0. I think there was too many games where they probably not deserve to win. Notably, the, the second game against the Ravens, where really they were playing a second-string Ravens team. Yeah. Uh, and even at that, they struggled, so, yeah.
2: I don't think we realise how big a part structure is to teams in the NFL with what they do on set days every single week and even if a team's playing on a sunday onto a thursday it, you can you know not just in terms of rest period it's just such a massive thing in terms of organisation so for that game against the ravers to be, uh, the Ra- ravers <laughs> the baltimore ravers strobe lights and everything <laughs> lamar jackson and the jackson 5 the like, rave going on um uh, <laughs> the baltimore ravers i'm sticking with it i'm sticking with it i like that so the game on wednesday against the baltimore ravers the i think through maybe not this game against the bengals but the next game or two after that would have definitely put that in a bit of a, an organisation turmoil but the ravers the ravers game was a a big factor in the season but i never thought they were going to finish the season 16 and all and i thought the ravers would have beat them at least once
0: Kai is still laughing away for anyone. Kai's thankfully I'm gone. I've
1: just got an image of Lamar Jackson and see those like bright neon t shirts with like glow sticks and like the, the smiley face in the front of it like a street rave thing, <laughs> like tie dye thing. <laughs> I was trying to think if the we
2: Baltimore could. Ravers.
1: I think a Maybe, group of ravers would probably beat the Steelers right now, to be fair.
2: Maybe Washington should change their name to that. The Washington, the ravers. Uh, the Washington, <laughs> ravers. The Washington
1: ravers,
0: yeah to make sure there's no like con- connotations behind that they might get told off or again but, uh, Aye. goodness me what a way to finish our 16 game analysis by talking about the Baltimore Ravers there we go that's, uh, maybe we'll do, none um, of us have done well with um, speaking maybe today. we'll do a, a whole episode where we rename all the, the football teams based on dancing yeah. that
2: new team called the, the Baltimore Ravers with head quarterback Joby
0: Brissett <laughs> <laughs> Joby Brissett that's a, a lovely throwback Mikey a lovely throwback um, let's have a look at, uh, at, at our kind of playoff picture. We like doing this now. We're getting right into the nitty-gritty. Yeah, this is exciting Two now. games to go. Where the playoff picture is actually looking a bit more like it will actually look like. And uh, and hopefully, uh, Mikey has the, the right teams in the right place this week again. And we'll... That uh, we'll...
2: was weeks ago and you're still holding it on. Oh, over.
0: 100%. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what, what, what are we going to do? AFC or NFC first, Mikey? You're in charge here. Um...
2: I'll pick the FC because there was a few changes in terms of the seedings. Righto. So Chiefs obviously still staying the number one spot, but now the Bills are the number two seed. So you've got seven Dolphins at the two Bills. Bills. Bills? Two, two Bills. Two Bills sounds like a rap. <laughs> <laughs> two Bills <laughs> and the
1: Baltimore Ravers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, the number six Colts at the number three Steelers. Colts. Colts. The number five Browns at the number four Titans. Titans.
0: Now, that is a tough game because the Browns embarrassed the Titans last time round. Uh, but I would pick the
2: Titans, I think. The Titans what so point prove, a point to prove, I would say. Not, not had a say in any of this. That's fine, cool. Uh um, You're only there for the tiebreakers, so Mike. Got, You're only uh, there
0: for the tiebreakers.
2: Just here to, to fill, the, fill the numbers. So, you've got the number six Colts at the number one Chiefs. Ooh... I, th- I think
1: Chiefs. I'd go Colts. I think Chiefs having a week of rest, Um, obviously getting the, the bye for the first round. I think after a week of rest, I think they'll probably win that one.
2: And I also think that the Colts will have, regardless of the if they win against the Steelers, it'll be a quite a hard-fought game yeah. in terms of physical...
0: So Mikey gets a decider and he picks the Chiefs here, does he? Because I picked the Colts.
2: Oh, you picked the Colts, I'll pick the Chiefs yeah, 100%. Um. And then we've got the number four Titans at the two Bills. I love that. That's matchup. a great game. Well,
1: That is a cracking game. I'd fancy the Bills, though. Yeah, I think against a uh, below par Titans defense, I think the Bills.
2: I think the Titans rely too heavily on Derek Henry. If he doesn't get it going... They struggle. Tannehill forces, forces plays that he doesn't need to force. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, Derek Bills, Henry doesn't have Chiefs. to have an amazing game for the, the Titans. He just needs to have an adequate game. But if, if Henry doesn't do anything at all, you know, like, like properly yeah. shut it down, it's a real struggle for the Titans.
2: Yeah. So it's the Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City
0: Chiefs. The matchup
1: we've been talking about. I personally, I think the Bills would win that. I, I, I think I need to stick by what I said earlier. I think the Bills I
2: would have said the Chiefs because I just think that. Why write them off when they've literally only lost I'm, one game in the last no, season?
1: No, I'm I'm not writing them off. I I still think they're a very very good team. But like we've said, momentum is massive in the, the NFL. The Bills, the Bills and are think... are one
0: Kyler Murray hail Mary away from winning what eight games in a row or something like that.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay, so the the Bills are in the playoffs. Um. Now we've got the number seven Cardinals at the number two Saints. Two Saints. That's kind of another kind of odd like new... boys to men I was to
0: say yeah all Saints that was a group was it not
2: <laughs> you're on your age there Adam I, I know so Is seven that... Cardinals at the two
0: Saints we need to need um... one of these teams groovy Amanda do we not <laughs>
2: uh,
0: I think I think I would I would go for the, the Saints excuse me the Saints in this situation fact, fact,
2: none of the listeners will even understand no no i no, am behind the Adam thought that Groove Armada was called Groovy Amanda, basically. (laughs) Let's swiftly move on to that. I I would
0: pick the Saints over the Cardinals.
1: I would tend to
2: agree. I think if the Cardinals make, if this matchup happens this year, it's the Saints. If this happens next year with playoff experience, the Cardinals win it.
3: Yeah.
2: I think the the lack of playoff experience is massive. Um, Six bucks, Six bucks is another one. Ah, gotta say three, we're making
0: see- all these names
2: <laughs> at, at the Seahawks.
1: <laughs> at three, the uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with the bucks on that one. I think I'd pick the bucks as well.
2: Number five Rams at number four Washington.
1: Rams. Uh, I, I, yeah, Rams. Yeah. Is that a question? If it was the Eagles, so not... I would have to side with my team, but it's not <laughs> going to be the Eagles.
2: This matchup that seems to be appearing quite a lot in the in the playoffs that we do, the Six Bucks at the One Packers. Now, i've have s- said I've
0: said all along. I've said I think the Bucks might win a playoff game and then struggle, but that defensive front would bully the Packers. And, uh, and it's
1: also I I feel like you, even if it's cold at Lambeau, Tom Brady is used to that. He did it in New England for years. I think... I, I, I still think the Packers. I still
0: think Packers. I would pick the Bucks so Mikey gets a deciding vote.
2: How do you think? Packers are through. <laughs> uh, let me just write that down. And then we've got the number five Rams at the number two Saints.
0: Oh, this is a... I think because the Rams will have had easier game the week before against Washington than what the Saints would have had against the Cardinals,
1: I would pick the Rams. I am going to put this one on you, Mikey. I would take the Saints.
2: I'm still high on the Rams, and I think the best thing that could have happened to them, not in terms, of, not just in terms of the playoff season, but in terms of Sean McVay lighting a fire under this team, I think the Rams are going to, for the regular season and the postseason, play with like they've got everything to lose. So I'm gonna take the Rams.
1: I'm glad you said that because so I kinda got, want the Rams.
2: We've got Lambeau Field, California, West Coast, Los Angeles Rams travelling up to Wisconsin against the Green Bay Packers.
1: This is tough. This time
2: in the frozen in the frozen tundra.
1: This time I think the Rams on a defensive basis. Here is here is my thing. The, the
0: Rams, specifically Jared Goff, see when he's not under pressure, he has a passer rating well over 100. Yeah, When he's under pressure, I think his passer rating is 46. And Green Bay, I think with our ends, our, our rush ends and the, the Smith brothers, might put enough pressure on him to, to put him
1: under pressure. So I'd pick the Packers here. That just put Mikey in a horrible position. That's also another reason why yeah. I did it because I know that <laughs> he likes the Rams as well as
2: Packers. I think, can we can we wait until I watch the Packers Titans game this week to make a decision? <laughs>
0: That's going to be a big thing for me as well because I think the Packers yep. will get bullied by the Titans this week, and then that would bring the Packers right down for me. But if if we do well against the Titans, I'd be confident for us here.
2: At the time of this podcast, before the the weekend games with Packers Titans, and obviously the Packers don't have to play the Bears. Aaron Rodgers' interview I watched, he said in his playing career, he's been in four NFC Championship games and none of them have been at Lambeau Field and that's a big thing for him. And he's won one of them when they won the Super Bowl and he's lost three of them. I'm going to take the Packers. Packers-Titans will be
1: finished by the time we get your verdict here. <laughs> I'll,
2: take the, I'll take the Packers just because see if the Rams had won this week, I probably would have put the Rams in but because they, they don't deserve to be in this week's Super Bowl because of the Jets' loss. That's another reason. That's fair
0: enough, yeah.
2: We've got a new Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl, yes. First time First time both teams have been in. No, Packers have been in it a couple of times before. Debut appearance for the Bills since our podcast started. Bills at Packers at Tampa Bay, Raymond James Stadium. I
1: think the biggest factor in this will be big game experience, and I think the Packers win it on the basis of Aaron Rodgers' Totally agree with you, Kai. Make you so I think happy. it's
2: one too much for the Bills. Yeah. I didn't also have the but I, I would have said the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So Don't get me Chiefs wrong. Through, I hope the Bills get to the Super yeah. Bowl because then I think the Packers might win.
1: If if the Bills get to the Super Bowl, I think that it might... If it's Chiefs-Packers, you would have yeah, thought Chiefs. I think probably Chiefs. Oh, the, Chief, the Chiefs but would beat the I Packers think... 100%. <laughs> but I think if the Bills so, get there, I, I can see... I think it might just be too much for them. I think the occasion probably might get the better of them. But I hope I'm wrong, because then I have a massive one up on both of you by saying the Bills earlier this season.
2: So Title Town gets another title.
1: Woo-hoo. Packers win
2: in week fifteen. Could it could it be Aaron Rodgers Swan song? No, I think he's got I think he'll want to defend that crown again.
0: Yeah. And I the think, one after that, and the one got, after that, and then the win
1: five in a row. I honestly
2: think he's got I think this after this year
1: he could have another two. I, I mean, I, sorry, now. I mean like swan song in Green Bay. If, no, he's easy. If San Francisco,
2: comes you win a
0: Super Bowl, in. you're not gonna, you're not gonna say, oh hey, John Love when you come. From. I think, I think uh, pa- uh, Packers. I think Rogers might want to finish off, as you say, Kai uh, in in uh, California. Obviously, that's where.
1: Like right, so, so if he if he wins another Super Bowl, with, uh, or if he wins a Super Bowl with the Packers, right? So he's got that tick. Do you think that's an ideal time to go? There you go. I've left you with this. I'm gonna go back where I'm from. Go back to my roots and give that a couple of seasons. I think. It. I think he'd, he'd defend it and then go after and that. And then
2: do it. Yeah. Right. yeah. I say no because I don't think we really understand how much this guy loves Green Bay. Oh no,
1: I'm. I'm. i know I'm he's not doubting. on yeah.
2: I. I'm not Yeah. That. So I, I think. I think that that's his home, and I think he wants to retire there and look, spend his spend his years just going out building igloos with Brett Favre. Oh no, no,
0: totally disagree. He wants to go to the nice sunny beach in California where it's warm. <laughs> 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 that's the reason Brady didn't retire uh, in New England; he went down to that's Florida. True, yeah.
2: So that was. we will we'll have a holiday home in Lam- in Green Bay. In Green Bay, yeah.
0: right, right in the middle of Lambeau Field in the, in the center. Center line. <laughs> yeah. he'll, be,
2: he'll be allowed if he wins as a Super Bowl this oh, year. definitely.
0: Right, so that is us. We've now got the Green Bay Packers winning there. That's a, a new winner, isn't it? They haven't won before, Mikey.
2: Yep. Yes.
0: Very First interesting. Time. We'll move on to predictions, which Mikey looks after as well. Uh, and we'll see how we did this week. Because I have a feeling that some of us might not have done too well. But uh, that's our two-minute warning. And we're on to our predictions. We've decided we're not doing this for the... Well, we're not counting it in the league table for the playoffs. It's just for the regular season, so we only have a couple well, of weeks left after this. Yeah, so so let us know how we got on this week, Mikey. Are you ready? Let's go. Yes. Yeah, so, What's well, your usual?
1: Usual? Oh no! Usually comes at the end. I'll wait. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. We'll get to that at the end. Yeah. Uh. The, the Chargers uh beat the the Las Vegas Raiders.
2: Clean sweep for. We all picked
0: Raiders. All right. Well, that was good. Yeah, I think we need to stop doing that. Similar yeah. to like we I'll need, we all need to stop uh, going for the Falcons because they kept annoying us as well. Uh, Buffalo beat Denver.
2: We all had the Bills.
0: Yeah, Green Bay beat Carolina.
2: All had the Packers.
0: Yeah, Dallas beat San Francisco.
2: Adam, you are the lone wolf. You picked the Cowboys. I
0: uh, that's I'm a genius at selecting picks. I'm sure I've got none of the other ones like really wrong later on. <laughs> uh, Seattle beat Washington.
2: Clean sweep for Seahawks.
0: Yeah. Uh, Chicago beat Minnesota.
2: We had the wrong sweep, we all said the Vikings.
0: Yeah. Miami beat New England.
2: We all said the Patriots. Yeah, I
0: think all the injuries for Miami, I think. Aye, I
2: think yeah.
0: Uh Baltimore beat Jacksonville.
2: We all had the Ravens.
0: Tampa Bay Ravers. beat Ravers. yep. Disco Ravers. Uh Tampa Bay beat Atlanta.
2: We all had the Bucks. Yeah.
0: Uh, Tennessee beat Detroit.
2: Um, we all had the Titans. Good.
0: Uh, the Colts beat the Texans.
2: We all had the Colts. The Cardinals beat the Eagles. I uh, was the lone wolf on that one. I had the Cardinals. You two boys had the Eagles. Yeah. I
1: have justification for that, Adam, because it's my team. Why on earth did you pick the Eagles? <laughs> <then>? <laughs> I, I thought
0: Hurts might do do something again. After I thought you was all right against the Saints. I'll be
1: honest. You were nearly right. What's <laughs>
0: Exactly. Yeah. Now, I'm about to say this and you're not going to believe me. I was very tempted to put the Jets to beat the Rams and thought, no, that's stupid, that's Shots. not gonna happen. <laughs> uh well, look at some of my other selections. I don't normally always pick the team that's gonna win other time. I had uh, against the Green. Uh, uh I had Washington when they won a game against a team they shouldn't have. I'm sure I picked Washington in that, but uh, nonetheless, the Jets did beat the Rams. I'm assuming none of us picked them in the end. Was
2: that? Yes.
0: Uh, Kansas City beat New Orleans.
2: Adam, you were the wrong lone wolf. You picked the Saints on that one.
0: Yes. Uh, Cleveland beat the Giants.
2: We all had the Browns.
0: And I'm assuming we all had Pittsburgh to beat the Bengals.
2: Stupidly. Yes.
0: So how does that leave the standings for this week? And in total, because we was fairly close, I think you'd maybe pulled away slightly, hadn't you?
2: There was a tiebreaker this week.
0: Oh, we never picked tiebreaker players.
2: We did. We picked quarterbacks, don't worry.
0: Yeah, I we, pick, we, play we play. picked we picked players. Behind the scenes, in case so, no one knows, we, we pick I think players. It shows
2: I how picked. much it means to Kai. Yeah. Shows how much it means to Kai there. I like that. I like that passion there. Um so out of sixteen, Kai had nine out of sixteen. And myself and Adam had ten out of sixteen. Oh my I wouldn't even have mattered if we hadn't picked one. I mean, that was <laughs> a,
0: a very, very poor so, performance from all of us, wasn't it?
2: Kai, for what it's worth, you had Tua, who had 18.7 fantasy points Hmm. Um, Yeah, so thanks for listening everybody Um, Oh yeah, so how how did we do? That would suggest that potentially Adam had Baker Mayfield who had 20.98 points That was alright And the winner, with Derek Carr who got (laughs) (laughs) 2.12 points is not me it is Adam that wins this
1: week. <laughs> <laughs> I you know what didn't... that is? That is karma for you telling me to use Derek Carr that week. <laughs> that has just come full I mean, circle. he embarrassing... going, I screw you, Mikey. No, I'm going to do you as well.
2: <laughs> so I, I made up this game. So I made up the rules as well. So if your player gets injured, you get the points of the replacement. And I had Mariota who had about 27 points. Oh, yeah, so yeah. when yeah. it is me, I that, am that seems, like, No, Adam me. wins this week. So the totals. In third place with five bonus points included, is Adam on 118.
0: Still on last, even with all I, those bonus points.
2: Kai in second place with 119. Oh my god. And I'm in first place with 122. Now, Mikey,
1: you, you usually have like, just a, like
2: wee, in, a wee catchphrase. Like I, I, uh, I can still do it. Just like in the English League. That we are just not like in. in Sleeper. That, and just like in sleeper that you're in, that I tanked in, and just all just like all those winning leagues that I've had in the past.
1: Ah, right, okay, so we're going for history. <laughs>
2: <man>. <laughs> I mean, is history not the biggest part of sports? Is that not why they do? If you look so, back, yes. you'll,
1: if you
0: look back, you'll never look forward. Exactly.
2: Yes, first place, first place, Mikey, 122. Second place, Kai, 119. Third place, Adam, 118. Astor, and we, Astor, by the Astor, way, Astor. It is
1: very tight going into two weeks of this.
2: 32. 32 games left, and with the way it went this week with upsets, it, it's, it's going to get it's going to get good.
1: The hardest week will be the last week, because teams start resting players and stuff, so...
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that will be very was... interesting indeed. Do you have anything else to say, gentlemen, before we say Merry Christmas and goodbye and
2: move on? Oh, that's. I was just about to say that. Yes, Merry. I, will, I will say something. I just want to wish Kai and Sean the best of luck
1: oh, aye.
2: in the fantasy final. I have... Uh, glittery of experience in this area so if any of you need my help if anybody else that's listening needs my fantasy advice make his fancy please, help me. <laughs> please tweet Matthew Berry because I am no good <laughs> I, I was <laughs> going to say progress, yeah. pe-
0: people uh, when, when you're suggesting that you might give some fantasy advice their reply no, was god!
2: <laughs> no god <laughs> <Well, laughs> no no I, know, I will finish on no! tune in to next week's podcast Oh, he's not finished. Yes, <laughs> mate. No. Podcast where I lose both my finals <laughs> and have no silverware to end the season, and I'll probably lose the predictions as well. So I'm sure you boys. That will would love
0: that. be a fantastic collapse, uh, almost similar to the Pittsburgh Steelers. What a, what a
2: Christmas present! Yeah, <laughs> there we go.
0: Well, yes, I would just like to say thank you, Kai. Thank you, Mikey, for joining us
1: as always. Pleasure. As always.
0: Merry Christmas to everyone who's listening to this. Uh, we hope if it's your fantasy happy final ha, you're, yeah, your happy, you're happy final I hope if it's your fantasy finals <laughs> this week and you're in it, uh, you do well, unless you're Mikey against me I hope you don't do well and I hope I beat you
1: Yep, and unless you're Sean who's playing me, so I hope you do badly and I win as well but, you know.
0: <laughs> What festive spirit!
1: Fantastic.
2: All the best. Merry Christmas. Stay safe. Merry Christmas,
0: folks. Exactly. Have a good one. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.